Well, hello. Hi. <laughs> so, welcome to Four for Gore, a podcast that's all about horror and things. Ah, mostly horror. Mostly horror. We talk about it. We ramble and we, we rate, and we want you to participate. Ah, someone's been listening to our trailer. No. <laughs> it's us. We're like, like we like we it. We just it's it's been played sixty sometimes because we made it happen. <laughs> no, I don't care that much about it. I just have it on loop. I do love our trailer though. Oh, it's pretty good. It is. Um, my name's Jill, by the way, and I'm Colleen. And uh, here yeah. we are. We're here to talk about uh, a scary movie. Yeah, and we'll get there. We will eventually. But first, we're going to talk about life, our, our catch-ups. Yes. Life updates and catch-ups. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, depends. I mean, do you... I have, like, hardly anything. I don't really have much either. Ah. I mean, I, do, I mean, really, I don't. Um, I'll just say this. I saw a gal take a bite out of an onion today. What? I know, right? Okay, What's wait. that for a little rando? <laughs> That's very random. <laughs> Mic drop rando. Extremely. Like, like an apple? But bit it like an apple. Oh, okay. So explain. Amazing crunch noise. Oh, I'm sure. Pretty awesome. I'm sure. I was on a Zoom call. <laughs> Those are fun. For work. <laughs> and we were doing like a trip. Well, this wasn't part of the trivia. We were playing a game of trivia, right? It was like a team building for funsies yeah. celebratory meeting, right? And mm -hmm. we had like Zoom hosts and it was super fun. Yeah. And one of like in in uh sprinkled within like hanging out and just chatting they would say like we'll give your team five points whoever can show us first on screen a stuffed animal your team will get five oh points. i love that kind of stuff yeah so i'm running all over this fucking house oh there's so much fun we I, did a scavenger hunt once like that it was such a blast it's so fun yes we did happen to have stuffed animals within range okay i won't tell you where because it's ridiculous <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I know where some of them are. <laughs> I know. I think I've like complained about it to you. Um, <laughs> so I had one of those. It's the scariest looking monkey I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I showed it to the team, right? And its eyes are uneven. It's the scariest fucking thing. It has like no stuffing. <laughs> it's so scary. It needs a shampoo. Yeah. Like a gauge. Did you know that there's a, a woman that actually will take your old stuffed animals and make them new again? She'll restuff them and she washes Aww. them and soaks them. And if they have like holes, she sews them up. She gives, she brushes them out. Like it's a whole yeah. thing. She gives it a new little heart. <gasps> like she'll put like a little, what she does is she takes some of the old stuffing and she sews it into like a little felt heart. What? And then she puts it inside said stuffed animal. And oh. it's still it's the old part of the stuffed animal, but she stuffs it with new stuffing, but it still has the old stuffing because it still has the same memories. You can't tell me this stuff. I am PMSing right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I will send you her link now, and you can like do it. You I can, need a pint yeah. of ice cream and a good cry <laughs> and I'll be It's good. really the cutest thing in the whole world. That's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Um. So no, yes, that's what this monkey needed. Uh, needs stat. It needs a It needs, <laughs> it needs a, a redo. Yes. Yeah. Needs a re-up, uh, a facelift, a whole thing. And so anyway, one of the other like run and get it's if you can, right, was either an onion or garlic. I'm like, got both. I run down the stairs. I'm like, if I break my neck and just don't show back up, I wonder if anyone's like, oh, she doesn't have a runner on her stairs. <laughs> I, I bet I know where she is. Oh, no. So uh, I run like a maniac. I get back to the desk. I lost. I had two onions. This bitch only had one Aww. but she beat me oh she beat you yeah she's not a bitch she's very sweet she's actually like the quietest human i've maybe ever interacted with which makes it yeah. all the better that she won because the the guy hosting the call was like i'll give you like 
50 extra points if you take a bite out of that onion right Shut now. Shut up. And we're all like, do it, do was it. She, it wasn't peeled even? Uh, She did. She peeled the crunchy peel okay, part, okay. you know, the okay, layer. Good. Okay, good. Um, And it was like, it was the best crunch I've ever heard. It was the louder than any apple that's ever, even Eve's apple. It was like <laughs> better perfect. than Eve's apple. <laughs> perfect crunch noise, and everyone erupted. And I was like, I can't believe she did it. That's I'm like, hilarious. So excited for her. It's the quiet ones you got to watch out for, dude. It mm-hmm. was nuts. It was awesome. That was the highlight of my day. It was <laughs> Watching, watching someone that. else bite an apple. Oh, or nope, nope, uh, nope, nope. Bite an, an onion. onion. Like an apple. Like an apple. Yes. So. Um, Is I'm, that why there was a piece of onion peel on your floor oh when I came God, here? Oh my God, that's exactly why. Yes, and you're like, I can't tell you right now. I'll tell you later. I'm like, okay. I just I, wanted to be like, did you guys do grocery shopping and you just are afraid to tell me that some onions fall on the floor? I'm, I'm sorry. I know. I was like all cryptic about yeah, it. I'm I was like, like okay. why do you need to know? Why did you look at it? I like put it in my pocket and leave the room. Yeah, so uh, that's exactly why. Okay. Because I was running around with bags of onions. So much fun. It was really fun. So um, what else in my life? Nope. No? That's nothing? It. I wish I had an onion to bite into right then. Been <laughs> a good I, I noise. could crack open my LaCroix. <laughs> there you go. May as well. Here. Ready? Yeah. Second episode in a row. Oh, that was a good one. That was a spicy that one. That was really good. I like uh, that. Second LaCroix on two episodes in a row. Oh, yeah. You're very bubbly. I love it. Last time I wasn't feeling good, though, so. Oh, that was the best. I know. I have more liquids than you this time. You do. I- <laughs> you do, actually. Now it's the tables have turned. Fucking hydrating like a mofo. Oh, my God. This is my third mocktail. Is it? Woo! Um, this Red wild. Bull is kicking in. I'm going to regret it much later. Yes. Much later. I'm going to have to take some melatonin tonight for bed because... There's no way. I think it's so funny how well that helps you, like melatonin. Like, I'll talk to you and you're like, I am in such a melatonin haze today. And it was three days ago I took one of them. And I'm like, it's, oh it's my ridiculous. God. I'm like, I wish that I reacted like that to well, things. Well, I also that get. they would help me that much. Well, I do have, <laughs> I do have an extreme sensitivity to anything that's going to make me drowsy, period. Mm, Benadryl will knock me out for eight hours. Uh, melatonin definitely knocks me out. Anything that causes drowsiness, I stay away from it if I'm not needing to sleep. Or if right. I can't sleep, I'm like, I can't have it. Don't give it to me because I will go to bed. Huh. So yeah, I'm extremely I'm good to know. hypersensitive. I'm like sprinkling a melatonin in your LaCroix <laughs> And you're right like, now. and now it's all me. <laughs> and I just talk about you. I mean, I'm just like over here sleeping and snoring. So and you're like, stupid. I'll just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but not any sleep farts. I'm keeping those in. There's no other updates, nothing with your books, no no book nook corner. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm still reading 20th Century Ghosts okay. because I'm reading a different book that's taking up more of my time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I am dabbling and I actually started reading the the short story, The Black Phone. And I still, oh, I haven't watched the movie. You haven't watched the movie. I do you like the short story? I do. Yeah. It's not, I'm not terribly far into it. I didn't look ahead to see how how long of a short story it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't. I told the fiance one night, I'm like, I'm not reading that. I want to watch the movie first. Yeah. And I know that that's not normally the, you know, order of events. Right. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do it because yeah. so many times I've seen the movie before I've read the story. And then you kind of want to go backwards. Yeah. You know what I and mean? And like I will, you yeah. know, I've seen, I saw, I've seen a lot of movies first and then I'll read the books and I like them usually more. So I right. was like, you know what? I'm going to do it like the quote right way. I'm going to read the story. And then well, I'm curious to know when it comes time for us to finally review that movie, what your thoughts were. Yeah. I'm curious to know like the difference oh, between boy. the two. I'll have to remember those. Yeah. Good thing it's a short. <laughs> I'm like, and I need a full book report by Monday. 
Thanks. I'm like, but I don't like short stories. <laughs> and I'm like, well, too bad. You shouldn't have done it. And these are scary. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're like, I don't like short stories. Um, so what's new with you? Well, it's not official official, but essentially it's in the works. We bought a second home. Holy poop. Well, we're in the process of buying a second home. So we finally found one. Um, it's awesome. It's only eight minutes from Jill's house. <laughs> We used to be 38 minutes. Now yes. we're going to be only eight minutes as Hilarious. long as everything works out well. So today was the inspection, as I've already told Jill all about. But everything went fairly well today. Literally out of the inspector's mouth, he said that the house just has a lot of bumps and bruises. There's no gashes or any stitches that need to be had. So that's good. There's definitely some things that we need to um, take care of. Mm -hmm. But overall, the house is not falling in on itself. And it's it's for the most part pretty a-okay. So um, that was a good thing to start with today. And um, yeah, just like the chaos that's going to ensue after. Oh, my God. So yeah. much stuff. Because yeah. we want to like if everything works out, we close on the 12th of December. So mm -hmm. everyone just put this into perspective. We're going to close on the 12th of December. We would like to move into the new house before Christmas. So maybe the 20th per se. I don't know. Give sure. or take. Um, have to hire a moving company, which I've, I'm already in the process of trying to figure out because um, I refuse to do it myself anymore. I don't I hate moving. It's the worst thing in the world. Um, everyone out there, if you like it, whatever. Anyways, you're crazy. But I uh, don't want to do it. And uh, and then Christmas comes and then we have family in town and then we leave New Year's to go to Arizona. So um, just total chaos. Yeah. Total chaos. That is bonkers. Are you going to like get rid of your dogs? <laughs> Sometimes I think about it. <laughs> Sometimes I think about That's, it. I feel like we got to get rid of some of this uh, responsibility. Some of this, yeah, I can't do it. I can't you guys do it. Are the first Someone just take them for like a couple weeks and then I'll bring them back whenever I'm ready for them. Um, no, it's just, it's just going to be total chaos, but I'm ready for it. Yeah. So there you go. At least everything will be done at once. Yeah. So, um, we'll see fingers crossed. We have to, we still have to sit down and like really talk about like the inspection and everything. Once he gets the report back to us to kind of figure out, cause some things need to be taken care of sooner than others, obviously. Yeah. And we have to make sure that we can afford said things. So we're not, we're not out of the woods yet on this house. We have to make right. sure that this is like not going to break us financially. Yeah. So we'll see um, how that goes. But that's it. Oh, well, that's not it. I mean, like, that's it. But, it. That's, but that's it. That's I mean, I'm end. excited. I'm super pumped. Yeah. Um, got to walk through the house today, which by the way, thanks again because of you. I, I don't think I would have gone to the inspection. <laughs> Jill's like, hey, um, you know, we're supposed to record the same day. Like you can, we can cancel recording and like do it another day. And I'm like, no, I don't even think I'm going to go to the inspection. It's not that big of a deal. And she's like, are you sure you don't like want to like, I don't know, be there in case you have questions or something crazy or pressing happens. Like, it's kind of important. And I'm like, eh. That was me, my nice way of being like, you're a nut job if you don't go to your yeah, own inspection. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, in my mind, I was like, Dave's got it. He got the first one, so he can get this one. But I'm glad I did because when you walk through the house, you know, the first time through, you're not like rushed, but you only have 30 to 45 minutes to go through a house showing, right? Right. So going back through it again, I was like, oh, shoot, like I can walk through this entire house from top to bottom right now yeah, with not having to rush or look for specific things or whatever the case is. Right. And I, I did. I got to walk through and there's definitely some things I still don't necessarily love about it, but like I can work with it. And but there's other things I'm really excited about. Hell yeah. Like my office. I can't wait for my office. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, it's the best. I can't wait. 
Uh, having wait. your own office is just amazeballs. You and I will have our own podcasting room. I know. Like in the basement, away from everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so perfect. I cannot wait. It's the best. Yeah. I just have to figure out what color I want to paint it because it's currently green. Hmm. I don't want to keep it green. Yeah. I can't wait to just drive over and knock on your door and then run away. And it's like close enough that it's it'll not that big of a deal. You'll be like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. It'll be perfect. Or just come over unannounced, but like when you do it to me, I don't answer. I'm like, nope. <laughs> don't do I'm it like, to me. I'm like, why is she doing it? Don't do it to me. That's not fair. It's not. It, life's like, not it's fair. Not fair. <laughs> life's not fair. Life's not fair. I hate unexpected visitors. Don't do it. I don't like it either. I it's hate it. It's the worst. I mean, if I know you know you, it's different. Nope. I no. don't like that either. I mean, I don't really, <laughs> I don't prefer it. I have a friend in the vicinity, right? Mm, yeah. And she'll just, and it's funny because. <laughs> <laughs> she'll leave me like little packages but I'm like get off my property like, <laughs> I'm like what are you doing here I'll text her and be like when were you here <laughs> and remember the the doormat I didn't yes. even know it was her that left it and I thought it was a neighbor like that knew I liked horror movies you're like how is this possible I'm like it has Pennywise on it this is awesome but who left it and then she said she did and I'm like you're creepy why are you on my property when I don't know I'm like super <laughs> pumped you know it's like this is like what adulting's all about I am so excited to have a doormat finally yeah. And the reason is because like, you're probably like, Colleen, you could have had a doormat at your current home. I can't because the problem is, is it's not a covered porch. Yep. Don't yeah. come looking for my house, but it's not a oh, covered porch. That narrows it down. Yeah. They're like, yep, <laughs> we know now. Um, but no, it's not a covered porch. So anytime it rains, it snows, anything, it just gets weathered. The sun beats it all up because I tried that already. And I'm like, it is the most pointless thing in the world to not have a covered porch and have a, a doormat. And yeah. I want a fun fucking doormat it is funny though when somebody like wipes their feet off on a squishy doormat right you're like, it's well, kind of silly the effort it's kind of silly cute noise and yeah. all but that's why we have that giant you know obviously that giant uh like kind of not industrial but like that giant rug that's on the inside of the house mm-hmm. because we can't have anybody wipe their feet on the outside because there's nothing there right <sighs> so stupid troubles <laughs> so many problems. Ah. Anyways, no more rug problems moving forward. Yay. So that's it. Um, just like total chaos and um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Woo! I'm excited. Well, I'm here to not carry any fucking boxes for you. You don't have to. No, I'm kidding. I'm He's hoping so nobody has to. You're like, I'll be there for your move. I'm like, eh. <laughs> You're like, I was like, I'll come over and help you unpack. You can help me unpack. I love unpacking. That would be a blast. That's we'll just so pick, fun. we'll just pick a, a random evening i'll touch all your knickknacks do it Ooh. Ooh, you can help me unpack the office and the podcasting room deal yes okay that'd be fun i'm not gonna put it in writing but deal okay all right sounds good but that's it there's nothing else exciting going on honestly i don't i can't think and if i'm missing any updates uh i don't know oh well, i'm not sure i have no idea i'll talk about them next time oh something mm. to look forward to <laughs> um before we jump into the movie, yeah, I figured we would also bring up a little Instagramage. Oh yes, thank you. I'm glad I that I'm the one that wrote. <laughs> you circled it. I circled it, and it's in bold, giant print. And I, I saw you scratch thing. out the stuff below it. I'm like, uh oh, she jumped ahead. So yeah. I, they- <laughs> You're like, whoops, <laughs> whoopsies. No, Instagram at 4 for core podcast. Yes. Please share and hang and all that jazz. And like share, subscribe, whatever it is that you do on, a, on a Instagram. And yeah, come find us. We like try to post fun things mm-hmm. and do polls and give you director spotlights and Ooh. stuff. Well, this is, uh, this is episode 11. Season five, episode 11. It sure is. Wow. Okay, cool. Jill, what do we watch? Scary stories to tell in... 
the dark. Oh my God, we did. And you know what? <laughs> what? It opened on uh, August 9th. <laughs> no, that should say 19. Tell me more. Hold on. I think it should be not. Nope. Mm-mm. I was right. August 9th, excuse me. August 9th, 2019. And the director was Andre Overdell. Overdahl. Overdahl. Uh, he's known for all directing. He's known for Troll Hunter, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and Tunnelin. Tunnelin? Tunnelin. Yes, Tunnelin. <clears throat> I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Frog in my throat. Rated PG-13. Mm-hmm. Haven't had one of those in a long time. I know, right? Um, I guess they don't say fuck. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for one. <laughs> I one of the kids. Right? Like, hey. At least. <laughs> um, it's, uh, the tagline is, based on the iconic book series. The most boring tagline I've ever heard in my life. And that came straight from IMDb, by the that way. That person got fired. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. They're like, and this is what you came up with after two weeks. We gave you a deadline. Are you serious? Your creative writing BA. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, so the synopsis is, on Halloween 1968, Stella and her two friends meet a mysterious drifter, Ramon, and uncover a sinister notebook of stories. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the box office, uh, the budget was $25 million. The opening weekend, it made $21 million, and that opened on August 11th of 2019. The gross USA and Canada was $69 million, and the gross worldwide was $105 million. The production companies were CBS Films, Entertainment One, and Rolling Hills Productions. The runtime was an hour and 48 minutes. And then the stars of our movie. So... We have Zoe Margaret Coletti, who plays Stella Nichols, um, who's kind of like a smart, witty, funny, like troubled girl yeah. is the best way to explain her. I wanted to say nerdy, but I don't think she's nerdy. I think she's just fucking smart. I do. There's yeah. like a difference, I right? Agree. Nothing, Nothing wrong with nerdy, but she's just smart, right? Very book smart, but like also common sense smart. Um, then we have Michael... Garza, who plays Ramon Morales. He's like the cool, calm, and collect mystery kid like from out of town that everyone's mm-hmm. like, who's that guy? <laughs> uh, that's what I said. Um, it's Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't roll my R's, so I'm glad someone can. I've, I've tried my whole life and I always lose. Is that an earthquake? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't even think it just dawned so on me. Good, I love oh it. god, I'm glad I didn't think about it during the movie. <laughs> oh I'd my have been god. Like, nope. You couldn't you wouldn't have been able to watch it. There's no way. No. Anyway. Oh, uh, so <laughs> then we have um Gabrielle Rush, who plays Augie H- Hildebrandt, who's like the he is the nerdy, like and he's like a nerdy, proper and sweet kind of guy, mm-hmm. right? He reminds me of um Oh my gosh, you know who he reminds me of? He kind of looks like and slightly reminds me of, but like this person that I'm thinking of was way wittier. The guy in the office that kind of takes Jim's spot, the younger kid, whenever they like the later seasons, they have the two younger guys that come in and kind of like intern for them. Yeah. And he's kind of like the new, the new Jim, even though though nobody could ever take Jim's spot because he's Jim. In life. Oh my God. Jesus, don't even get me started. Let's just talk about him and Jason Sudeikis. I can't. I cannot. I don't even get me started. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) we just get very negative about. Don't stop it. Stop it. Shut up. I hate you. I hate hate everything. (laughs) I hate everyone. Um, But yeah, so that's who he kind of reminds me of. Anyways, I can't. I don't know that kid's name. Um, We have Austin Abrams, who plays Tommy Milner, who's just the bully kid. He's like the popular bully kid, jock, whatever you want to say. Dean Norris plays Roy Nichols, who is Stella's dad. 
I don't think you're going to know this because okay. I don't think you ever watched this I haven't this known any of these people so far. Show, but <laughs> you know who I'm talking about in the movie, at least, who, Roy, who, who Stella's dad is in the movie? Yeah. The bald guy? Yeah. Do you know what show he's in? No. Okay. Well, anybody that recognizes Breaking Bad... Oh, I never saw it. I didn't think so. Yeah. He plays uh, Hank Schrader um, in Breaking Bad, who's like one of the coolest characters. Anyways, I was like, oh my God, it's Hank. Um, I got excited. So Gil Bellows plays Chief Turner. I don't think I need to explain who he is. Um, He's the the chief. He chiefs a lot. (laughs) Uh, He does chief a lot. Austin uh, Zajur plays Chuck Steinberg, who's like this upbeat prankster kind of annoying friend. Mm -hmm. He was just, yeah, that's just who he is. Um, Natalie uh, Ganzorn plays Ruth Steinberg, who is obviously Chuck's sister, and she's also kind of like Miss Popular, cutesy, and she's dating Tommy, who's, well, well, I already said he's a bully, so we know what he's all about. Mm -hmm. Lorraine Toussaint plays Lulu, who's like this old woman's psychic person. And then finally, we have Kathleen Pollard, who plays Sarah Bellows, who's our villain. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll find out about her soon. Very bellowy. Yes, very bellowy. And then it was filmed in Canada, a lot of um, Ontario and Toronto, I believe, yeah. but Canada. The critics, what do you think RogerEbert.com gave it? And that was me also listing my source at the same time. Oh, very nice. I usually just say, what do you think Roger Ebert said? Streamline. (laughs) Not a source, Colleen. Um, Kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Two? Three out of four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is what a little little something he had to say. So predictably, the set pieces of Overdahl's film – are a lot more fun to enjoy individually than to consider them within the context of the overarching tale. In that, the scene in that, the scenes around the anthology show, we we don't quite connect with the kids' individual fears in a deep sense when their nightmares find them. Thankfully, however, when over I, ca- I cannot say this man's name, Overdahl, over Overdahl, anyways. Seems to know the parts here are greater than the sum and doesn't shy away from showing off the visual tricks he's got up his sleeve to make each spine-tingling sequence pop in their own way. Hmm. Um, Wikipedia, a couple other pieces for the critics. Owen um, Gleiberman of Variety wrote that the movie faithfully recreates the peak moments of half a dozen of Schwartz's most popular stories, which for those of you that don't know, I'm sure you're probably going to talk about this. That's the author. (laughs) Um, but doesn't totally embrace the Gamble vision, referring to the infamy of the illustrations in the original book series. Then Kenningsburg, Kenningsburg of the New York Times called the film an agreeable bit of fan service. And then Keith Ulrich, or no, excuse me, Ulick, Keith Ulick of The Hollywood Reporter, um, conversely termed it as a lackluster adaptation, adding that the monsters depicted in this film are scary, Though they'd be much more, they'd be much more so if they felt less franchisable IP and more like fervent, Jesus, fervent expressions of the ills of the eras on which the film aims to comment. Yeah. Okay. Metacritic. <laughs> Whatever he said. Um, <laughs> You're like, let's get to some numbers. Yeah, let's just do the numbers because they're easy. Okay. Metacritic, the meta score was 61 out of 100. The user score was 6.4 out of 10. IMDb gave it a 6. Point, no, not almost. <laughs> I saw you. IMDb gave it a 6.2 out of 10. 
then Rotten Tomatoes got oh, a the tomato meter. Yes, seventy-seven percent on the tomato meter, <laughs> and the audience scored it a seventy-two. In case you're wondering, I started to raise my arms too soon. <laughs> I was like, "It's coming." Hold on, it's always after IMDb. <laughs> I always forget. I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that is that on that. I haven't said that in a while. I know. Um, That's my cue. It is your cue. And what spranks do you have? Yeah. All right. So before we begin, I have a little sprank about young Jill. Oh, okay. Related to this movie. Okay. So every year in elementary school, I'd scrounge the book fair shelves, right, for mm -hmm. the newest editions of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yep. And every year, the librarian <laughs> bringing everybody's purchases up. I was like, I just want a fucking book and a bookmark, okay? Man, give and me, I would I try read. to wiggle it through, like stack a bunch of Amelia Bedelia's or some <laughs> shit around it. <laughs> so whatever else I could to try to get it. And she would always turn me down, turn me away, yep. and demand that I get a note from my parents and then oh bring it in the next God. day. And my parents practically had to have like a template for it. They're like, we won't hold you liable if our daughter grows up to become a nut. <laughs> Signed, <laughs> mom and pops. <laughs> they were like, yes, we'll sign this letter for you again this year. But oh we don't God. agree with it, but we'll sign. Um, and then I'd go back in the next day and be like snapping it at her like, ching, ching, here it is. <laughs> and there's my monies. I signed it. Shh. So That's I was excited. Awesome. I, so yeah. yeah, it just it takes me back, right? As it should for most people. Oh, it should. Well, our generation in general, it should take you way back. 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did have a couple little, a little up top sprank. Okay. Uh, in regard to the effects, no spoilers, easy, easy. Okay. Too, too soon for that. But I did want to talk about creature effects expert and co-owner and creative director of Spectral Motion. His name is Mike Eliz <laughs> Elizalde. Elizalde. Okay. I have to say it a couple times. Mm -hmm. um, once learning that they would be staying true to the nightmarish illustrations, he and his uh, childhood, I'm sorry, he and his children remembered from the books, he jumped on board uh, to be on board with the film, along with his wife, Mary, who's the co-owner of Spectral Motion. Okay. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And this is Elizalde. Uh, Ella's all day talking right now. So this is a series of books that I remember is terrifying. Just the imagery alone. If you didn't read the stories and you only saw the images by Stephen Gamble, Gamble, sorry, they were burned into your subconscious forever because they're so frightening. Mm -hmm. They have a primal kind of quality that reaches into your soul and says there's something very going very wrong here and you can't unsee it. Oh my God, it's so true. Isn't it? It's so true. You remember all the pictures. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I still remember... Well, we'll get into it, but yeah, yeah we'll talk about it in a minute. So, anywho, yeah. that was just a little up toppy. I love it. So, opening scene. Yeah. Um, it's just really a kid narrating about their life and like some stories and shit. Yeah. He's right? saying stories make us who we are and how they're going to talk about the last autumn of their childhood in 1968. Yeah, and that's where we open officially is 1968. Halloween day. Season of the week. I do love that song. I love that. It's a great song. I was really happy when I heard that. Yeah, that was a really good song. I was very pleased with that as well. I'm like, ooh, get me right into it. They're in Mill Valley, PA. Yeah. I have a sprank. Ooh. I know. I felt bad after last episode and I have a lot of spranks. Well, I mean... So. <laughs> Go back and listen. You'll find out why. Um, so this may be a reference. Maybe. Oh, IMDb and stanwinstonschool.com. Oh, okay. Those are my sources. Okay. So according to IMDb anyway, this may be a reference to Downington, PA, 
originally named Mill Milltown. Mm-hmm. Downingtown was known for its abundant paper mills, which is brought up in the movie as oh, well. Paper mills smell so bad. Oh my god! Oh, you shouldn't Johnstown? even be allowed to live near them. Isn't Johnstown have one? I think so. I or can't. no, no, not Johnstown. Anyways, paper mills smell so bad. It's the worst. It's disgusting. Up there. It's it up takes there. your it takes your breath away. Not in a good way. Um, this would also make sense since Penhurst, the hospital Sarah Bellows, Bellows is admitted to, is only a half hour drive from that town. Oh, so interesting. could be based on a real town. Okay. Not sure. But we go back to the opening and now we're yeah. seeing said town, right? Right, right. Kind of getting like an overview. We see some jocks. Yeah, just like they're just like roaming around, right? Like little montages, little clippies. Yeah. Because then like, we just see like Stella. people. Yeah, we do. We see Stella and she's um well, she's she's riding her bike around town, um, and we realize quickly that she's heading home. Yep. And we see that she's she's kind of there taking care of her dad, right? Like, not yeah. that he can't take care of himself, but she's just there as, like, just being helpful, yeah. right? And he's just kind of sitting there. She gives him, like, doesn't she give him some dinner or something? Yeah, he's watching war footage with a TV dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet little dad. Yeah. And we tell pretty quickly that, at least I did, that she was kind of being a little sappy. Yeah. Like, she was a little, like... Sad, sappy Stella. Yeah, she seems like a deep. Yeah, you know? <laughs> deep. She's like, I'm going to go to my room and just kind of reflect on the day. Yeah. Type of mood. That bike ride was rough. <laughs> sort of that kind of vibe. <laughs> you know. Thanks, Dad. And he's like, yeah, you do you, honey. <laughs> um, But then like she has to, like you said, though, she does go head to her bedroom for a minute. She's kind of like laying on the bed right for a minute, isn't she? Or she, she is kind of reflecting. Yeah. And I said, I, 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 I made a comment to myself very quickly that it was very it. Yeah. Because then we, some walkie talkies get involved. Totally. Right? Yep. Stranger Things versus It. I know. I yes. thought that too. Yes. And I, I honestly, when the walkie happened, I thought a little bit of it about now and then. Not quite the same. Such a good movie. But I thought of that. Such a good movie. So, yes. yeah, her walkie goes off. Yeah. And um, it's her buds, right? Mm-hmm. We quickly hear, we hear one voice and then we hear another guy chime in. So yep. we hear three now three of them are chit-chatting mm-hmm. and she's basically saying like i'm not going trick-or-treating yeah i'm too old for this shit yeah she doesn't say that but she might <laughs> as well have it's pg-13 they yeah. have to be mindful <laughs> <laughs> no fucks and shits uh, so yeah is that when we already cut to young dude R- ramon with the r uh leaning against his car like, does he's, he he's outside of somewhere he's leaning against his car and somebody hands him a flyer um, it's very possible. It just cuts to him real quick. I might not have notated it, so that um, happens because I have. I, I probably did skip it because I have the next thing would be Tommy. <laughs> Are you oh beating the shit out of the scarecrow? Well, we also did I miss something? We also see um another guy, another friend of Stella's, and mm, mm-hmm. the reason it stands out to me is he's having his clown costume crotch altered by his mother. Um, I think that's Augie. It is Augie. Um, and then we cut to the jocks are being dicks to a scarecrow. Right. Yeah. So Tommy and his buds are all like throwing bottles, like breaking bottles off of this scarecrow in this cornfield that we know nothing about quite yet. It is a very scary looking scarecrow, though, I will say. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had the names wrong at the beginning of this, by the way. So it's going to be really funny for me to try to remember who's who. Oh, no. Um, I'd, well, here's the thing confession i watched the movie last night before i did my notes so mm-hmm. like i didn't take my factual normally i do my factual notes first mm-hmm. which probably to some makes no sense especially if, if i've never seen the movie before but um which i had seen this one but anyways um 
I didn't know who was who technically yet. Normally, oh. I, when I go through the list, I can pick up by like last names and stuff. Like, okay, this is probably somebody's parent. This is this. This is that. So I have an idea going into it. <laughs> this time I was like, I'm just going to watch this because anyways, moving on. I for, almost forgot to do my homework. Okay, guys? <laughs> I, I literally watched the movie last night thanks to Jill because she said something. I'm like, shit, we're recording tomorrow. Um, anyways, but yes. So back to Tommy and his friends are just being little hellions and they're just like, He's breaking, you know, they're breaking bottles and they're hitting it with things and throwing stuff at it and just being like, you stupid scarecrow, being like little punk kids, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, oh. Uh, oh, and by the way, too, scarecrow equals poster art for the movie. That is true. Yeah. Yes, that so, is true. I was happy to see he got the, uh, you know, top billing in he that did. way. He <laughs> did. I wonder how much they paid him. He ran a comb right through his disgusting scarecrow <laughs> hair. Uh, and we cut to another youngin, another young dude named Chuck. Collecting shit. Yeah, he Out is. of a toilet. He's fishing <laughs> in there. His own shit. It balls. It's gross. And his- No one had a dog. I- <laughs> Like no, no one had a dog. No. I didn't have a dog growing up. But I mean, somebody in that neighborhood has to have at least not a one dog, dog bark no ever. One no. dog. <laughs> I'm like, you know, when I go back and listen, I'm like, nope, I didn't hear a dog barking. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, he's definitely, you know, obviously up to something. His sister sees what he's doing, kind of, and is like, what the fuck? Not yeah, fuck? Ru- yeah. Ruth um, is just like, what are you doing? Yeah, Ruth, yeah, Ruth. yeah. And he wigs and slams the door and continues mm-hmm. messing with his he's shit. Just like, Mind your own business, whatever. And then he throws his costume on. <laughs> and he <laughs> it's funny when he says this to his mom. Well, he's supposed to be Spider-Man. Yeah. But he was a Spider-Man. Man. And he's like, I'm supposed to be Spider-Man, not a Spider-Man. And he only has four arms <laughs> or legs, I guess. But like, it's so it's good. It's so it's funny. It's not even anatomically correct. No, it's not. They're and she, what does she say? She says only, she says something about God, doesn't she? Whatever the whatever the Lord will provide yeah, or something like that. Yeah, like, it's like like quit your bitch and be yeah, glad I yeah, sewed two I, arms on anything. <laughs> you little shit. And some eyes. Is that a bag <laughs> of shit? Speaking of which, in your hand, what's going on right now? Um. So that was major funny. It was to hilarious. Me. It was good. Uh. And that's when the clown, which by the way, if you couldn't tell already, I didn't realize his name was Augie until a little bit later. Oh no, I got Chuck and Roy mixed up, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then I got Augie and Chuck mixed up. So I was calling Augie Chuck and Chuck Roy. Got it. Yeah. So that's why I was like, uh, I, I almost said Roy was collecting shit. And I'm like, no, that's, that's Stella's dad. That's, that's not, not right. Okay. <laughs> why is he at their house collecting their <laughs> why shit? Why is he collecting shit with a fish with a fishing scoop net that you put in your fish tank? Out of their toilet. Okay. So now the clown, the Spider Man, and Stella meander a little yes, bit. Yes, we find out that she's she's a witch. And actually, she called yes, she's a witch. She has little um, moles all over her mm-hmm. face and stuff. Um, and by the way, the clown, he I which again I refer to him that way a lot. Yep. Um, so he refers to himself as a Perot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I didn't know what that was. I, I recognized the costume a little bit. Right. It looked classic to me for some fucking reason. And I didn't know why. <laughs> and I Googled it, um, a lot. And yeah. this was the clearest, like, definition I could find of the character. Okay. It's a white-faced character played without a mask who's usually cast as a servant with unrequited love, love for a character named Columbine. Hero uh, is usually the butt of jokes who plays pranks on main characters and is often called the sorrowful, sorrowful jokester. In addition, the white makeup of Perot is the inspiration in part for the modern white-faced clown. 
Interesting. So just a little something. Okay, cool. We're learning here. But it is funny because whenever they're like looking at him, they're like, okay, you're supposed to be a clown. And he's like, I'm a pro. Yeah. And it's like, that's once again, everybody, this is why Augie is the nerdy one. Because mm-hmm. he's just, he's cute though. They speak like grownups. Yes. <laughs> yes, very much so. More than I do. But yeah, they're like walking around. They're trick-or-treating, right? Yep. And um, I think at one point, Augie's telling Stella about like, you should really sign up for the school paper. You could be doing picture, right? She's a she she's an artist or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he's like trying to convince her that like her artwork is really good and she should give it a try. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, like being a little miss, little miss, um, not humble. What's the word? Yeah, humble. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like having their conversation, and then I think doesn't Chuck at one point stop them and he's like, oh my gosh, I hear him coming. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the a car full of hooligans, right? <laughs> The neighborhood have to have one car all the time, all the time of angsty teens just looking for trouble. (laughs) And there's always a little mix in the car of who's who, right? So we see that's Tommy, right? Yep, he's driving. Yes, car is driving up, and we see Ruth is in the car because obviously they're a a thing. Of course, they're a thing. And then I don't give a fuck what his name is in the passenger seat. Um, well, the passenger seat's Ruth. Oh, is she riding shoddy? Yes, yes Ruth oh, you're is riding right. shoddy. It's the kid in the back passenger seat. Yes. That, okay. Yeah. So the car starts driving, like racing up to the kids, right? right? Up to our protagonists, if you will. <laughs> See, I am a grown up. You are. Um, <laughs> you know your stuff. <laughs> um, so they they drive the car up really fast, and the thing is. Chuck is like luring them to steal his bag of candy. Right. And he, but it's so stupid because he's physically holding it out on purpose. It, yeah. It just, it looks like a drop off. Yes, it does. I'd be it like, does. wait, why? Like why? I would take yeah, my hands I would, away. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take it either. Never mind. Nope. So they do snag the bag of whatever from Chuck. Yes. As they drive by only to find, of course, like we said, it's not candy. Yeah. What's in the big bag though? They said what it was. It it's was something like, dead, right? No, I think they said it was like old man underwear. Oh yeah. Old man underwear. And I was like, where'd it come from? Like mm, you guys are, they probably stole it from Roy. Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> they stole it from Stella's dad. Stella's dad's like, this is an awkward conversation. The in dad. Question, but like, no, it's him. He's like, did you like take my underwear? <laughs> She's like, no, why and would if I? so, why? No. Um, so then the car, once you realize they figured out what's in the bag. Right. What's in the bag? <laughs> they screech the car to a halt. Stop it immediately. Yep. And this was my favorite part. The kids start egging the car. Yes. I was like, yes. Yes, like, do it. Like they really went all out on the planet. They show, show did. And, and then, yeah. Is that when the cool kids like go to drive away and Chuck... Like one of them ends up, remember how I always say it wrong? I call it a Mazel Tov cocktail. What well, is it really? They don't drive away yet because I think that you're, they I know. back it up. They do back it up. But at this point, he, Chuck's already lighting the yeah. bag of shit, his yes. own shit on That's fire. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he tosses it past Ruth, past the passenger seat and yeah. it lands in Tommy's lap. Yeah. And like lights his crotch on fire. Yes. I was like, so super dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> Messy and dangerous. This is like a hardcore prank. And so the car, they dr- they drive it. Tommy drives it away by accident. Well, he's in a panic. His penis right. is on fire. And <laughs> it's shitty. He's a <laughs> shitty on fire penis right <laughs> shitty now. Shitty hot penis. <laughs> <laughs> I would drive. I would also too uh, yes. back through a fence. Yes. Yes, he does. Because he like kind of drives around. He goes to pull forward and then he yeah. goes to back up, I think, and he backs into the it's fence. It's like just a really bad three-point turn. It's really bad. Yeah, terrible. Um, And then so, of course, they eventually get out of the car. The jocks and Ruth obviously stays behind, I'm sure. But the jocks get out of the car and they start chasing 
you know, Stella and Augie and, and Chuck. And yeah. they end up running so far, I guess. I don't know how close it really is to them. It's clearly not that far. They run far enough that they get to the drive-in. Yeah. Which, super excited for what they're about to see. But anyways. Oh, yeah. Because, um, well, we'll talk about it. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. But anyways, because I did see a tiny glimpse the tiniest glimpse. Yes. I did. But anyhow, so they start to run up and then they jump into Ramon's car, don't they? Yeah, they just hop in a car that's only they don't occupied even by one person. Yeah. They're like, cool, we can all fit. Hi, sir. Hi. <laughs> can we be your friend for you just a minute? You seem maybe older than us and kind of cool like us. Yes. Are you quirky? Yeah. Um. So yeah, they do. They just hop right in to hide from the, you know, the quote, cool kids, mm-hmm. which one of them has a bat, by the way. I'm like, Jesus, it's Lord. Tommy that has Is the bat. Is it Tommy? It's Tommy. Yeah. Not like the Halloween-y type bat, like the baseball No, variety. like an actual baseball. <laughs> like yes. he's going to pulverize. It's just fucked up. Yeah. Uh, kids are so mean. They are so mean. And um, nasty. So nasty. while they're all hanging out in Ramon's car. Mm-hmm. They decide to get to know each other. Chuck just asks him like 20 questions. <laughs> He's like, where are you from? What's your name? Why are you here? <laughs> Why are you at the drive-in alone? Do you live in your car? <laughs> yeah. He asks clothes him, back yes. here. He smells like yeah. <laughs> I like, I hate Chuck. He's, He's my like least favorite character. The line stepper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Auto That's line stepper. That's why I said stepper. he's like the, yeah, he's an ass. What's the movie on screen? Ah, Night of the Loving Dead. Right? Yes. Season one, episode five, just saying. Oh. Got good, it. Yeah, it's a good episode. And Johnny was up on screen. Oh, he was without his glasses. <laughs> and you met him. I did. <laughs> oh, Russ. Very love him so much. Um, but I do love how whenever they're sitting in the front seat, like because uh, Stella sits in the front seat with Ramon. <laughs> yes. And they're watching the movie. And doesn't Ramon say something like, do you even know what this movie is? Yeah. And, and she, yeah. Yeah, she knows all the, all of the she's things. She's like, I know the dialogue. I yes, want to be I love friends it. with her. Yes, she's got good taste. Stella, but you can't have Johnny back off. Stella and Ramon are now on a date. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like digging on each other. Yeah. Um, Super cute. But the jocks find them make their way unfortunately mm-hmm. and Ramon like tough guys them away almost like where he really does he like you know they have like a cool calm conversation right but Ramon's like get your hands off my car yeah like he looks just uh buttoned up enough to snap at any moment because right he, Tommy has a baseball bat and he's like okay dude whatever yeah um plus the dude that works there was like if you don't get back in your cars you gotta fucking leave well yeah because they're <laughs> since they're in their cars they're blocking the yeah. view of everybody else so yeah. it's like get the fuck out of the way man yeah. it's a drive-in get in your car get the fuck out go make out somewhere yeah <laughs> with your friends <laughs> with each other so they do end up you know leaving yeah uh the bad guys walk away <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do talk like a child. The bad guys. Yeah. Oh, but we have to mention really fast hmm. that before they do walk away, I think not. I think Tommy and the other kids do kind of say some shitty stuff about Stella really quick. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I didn't really understand what was being said, and then whenever Tommy, uh, when they all walk away, Stella gets out of the car, and Chuck. And them, the guys share with him, like, they were saying shitty things about Stella's mom leaving. Yeah. She, and, like, that she, she left yeah, that like, she walked out on yeah, them. Yeah, she's going to do the same thing or, or must suck to, uh, anyways, yeah, they say some shitty stuff. So then she yeah. gets out of the car and she's having a moment, right? Yeah. She takes um, all her moles off. She does, yeah. She's like, forget these moles. Shed some tears, rip some moles off. Yep. Yeah. Um. So she's vulnerable for a minute. Yeah. And then she kind of just, like. Gets back into the spirit and just gets in the car or doesn't get in the car, but kind of stands there and just kind of looks at them and says like, do you want to, it's Halloween. Do you want to go see a haunted house? Yeah. And like all of a sudden she's fine again. Right. Yeah. Putting on her big girl pants. Yep. 
So they go, uh, Ramon takes them, right? They all just met. Cool. No worries. Yeah, it's with fine. Uh, but they do. They Even go. though he seems like the same age as them, but he's not. <laughs> I know. Hey, you can't trust anyone. I know. Not anyone no, that's smooth. True. That's true. That's true. Like Ramon. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. they get to the haunted house and they sneak through a hole in the fence. Mm-hmm. And Stella starts telling like the house history kind of thing. It was owned by Richie's named the Bellows, mm-hmm. like the Bellow family or Bellows yep. family. Yep. Back in the day. What, the 1800s? I think so. Something like that. I didn't, I'm terrible. I somewhat paid attention to this part uh, of her telling the story. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, I just remember her saying that we're going to be going into a, 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 a child murderer's house that lived here. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And... Oh, I love too, by the way, Ramon, you're like, what was your past all about, dude? He like helps them break in by picking the lock, mm-hmm. which I've heard is incredibly difficult to do. I couldn't even like open my combination lock at school and it was with the combination I, I don't set. even think I had a lock on my locker <laughs> at school because I didn't want to have to like not be able to get into it and then... It sucked. And then that, I don't, no, I don't think I had a lock on mine. I had to like practice. I'm like, how does this even work? Like, I feel like there's a bank, like vault lock. I'm like, Jesus, do I have to open it with like a stethoscope? Um, So back to the history of the house a little bit more. Stella still telling the story about Sarah Bellows, Mm -hmm. basically saying she was disowned. Right. I got bits and pieces of this that like Sarah was accused of poisoning the, poisoning children. Right. So then they end up, she ends up being disowned by her family and they call her Strange Sarah. And ki- the kids, oh, I see here. I see, I didn't even fucking follow the little I, backstory. I just, I, I, uh. but the kids before they were dead, before they were killed, I guess, heard her through the walls until she hung herself or something like that. Yeah. I don't um, know. It was a dark story. Moral of the story, don't visit the Bellows and ask Sarah for a story. Because Stella says that the, the myth or the urban legend is if you ask Sarah to tell you a story, that she'll... She'll tell you a story. She'll give you what's up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she'll what? give you what's up. <laughs> she'll do it. <laughs> don't ask. Stella and Ramon end up kind of wandering around together. Yeah. They're kind of like doing their own thing, right? Again. Because yeah. once again, there was a spark there for a second. Totes. Um, And they find a secret passageway. Yeah, they do. Right? And yeah. heads right into Sarah's old bedroom. It sure does. Like the worst, dankest bedroom you've ever seen. And it's very boring in there. <laughs> um, boring. Yeah, very, very it's terrifying boring. In And there. it's very creepy. So, some of this house, I, I feel like I've seen this house in some of the houses I've looked at. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of the houses definitely was, well, we called it the Frankenstein house. But the basement probably looked uh, quite, quite, very almost identical to this house. Yeah. Very creepy and old and like from the 1800s. Yeah. Not literally like the 1900s, but still very creepy. Heck. Um, But yeah, so then those two are kind of doing their thing and then we kind of cut to, I don't know how I didn't mean to, but I, I missed a, a smidget part of what happens here. But at one point I see that Augie, not, nope, not Augie. Chuck. Chuck, thank you. Mm-hmm. I told you I got all their names mixed up at one point, but Chuck is hiding in a closet, right? Yeah, at he's one in point, like an armoire. But is he just hiding in there just to hide or it's because he hears something, right? I, no, why did we both miss that? Because I swear to G, all I see is he's hiding and I think he, maybe he was just hiding from Augie to be funny. Yeah. Um. So the, I, I focused more on the scene and how weird it was because he's in that armoire wardrobe closet yes. thingy and he peeks out the door of it 
And he can see that like all of a sudden it's not dark and dingy and dusty and dank. No, it's ornately decorated. And right. It's a, a, like a bedroom, fancy looking place. And, and there, it's all lit up. And there's like an old lady sitting there. With like a, not a cloak. That's oh, like a word. veil over her Thank face? Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. A veil over her face and just a random Doberman Pinscher just chilling in the room. Just, just staring at him. Yeah, just looking at him. And so he kind of like sees this for a second and then she just kind of slowly turns and looks at him, right? Yeah. And then he, of course, gets back in said armoire. Yeah, he just shuts the door. Oh, she doesn't know I'm here. Right. And I then that's... Yeah, I was too. And then that's whenever he's like standing in there and he's like trying to be quiet and he can hear footsteps walking yes. towards him. And is that... Does Augie then open the door, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. He okay. flings the doors open. Yeah, I thought so. And it's all back to its normal crusty looking self in there. Yeah, and he's like, what the... He's like... And then, of course, he's freaking out. Chuck's like, there was an old lady standing here. And he's like, what are you talking... Augie's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, there's nobody here. I think he thinks he's just trying to scare him. So yeah, like, right. I hate you. Yeah. yeah. Not a good place to, to, to try to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look like a little cray, Chuck. Yeah, you do a little bit not. <laughs> well, not there. It's all the asbestos we're all breathing cocoa in. Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> uh, and all the lead chip paint everywhere. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, then we go back over to Sarah's room mm -hmm. where Ramon and Stella are poking around her personal effects. Never mess with people's shit. Well, I was like, what's missing here? Oh, a scary sounding jewelry box. Yes, Perfect. of course there is one. <laughs> of course. I mentioned that as well, I believe. So Stella's like checking that out, playing the tunage, right? Yeah, Flips yeah. it over, sees the initials on the bottom of it mm -hmm. for Sarah Bellows. Yep. And then she finds a book, pulls it off the shelf. Yep. And she's like, I'm going to check this out. Dude, I thought for sure when she pulled it off the shelf, she was going to get flung down a slide like in the Addams Family. I'm like, oh, oh that means so I, we just watched that <laughs> recently. Oh, I love that movie. That's because we always put on movies before we go to bed anymore. That's just like what we do. And that was the one I chose like a few nights ago. I love the Addams Family. That It's just such an excellent, oh my God, Morticia. Don't even get Oh, started. I love the second one too. It's almost Thanksgiving oh. time. Oh. Eat me. I do. <laughs> barbecued. Oh my God. Hey, hey. You're right. We That's a great Thanksgiving movie. We once were pets, but now we're food. <laughs> It's, it's the best. such a good one. I fucking love it. But anyway, both of them are great. That's my bad. Um, so she doesn't go down a slide like in the Adams family. No, and she just kind of pulls the book out. Yeah, it's, it's kind of boring. She just explores what it is instead. Yeah. Um, and it's Sarah's collection of scary stories. Ooh, to tell in the dark. Yeah, to tell. It. That's not what it says. Yeah, it's yeah. There should there's be no like an illustration. No pictures. <sighs> um, <laughs> and then Tommy. And his main gal show up. Oh God, at that's the house. right. I must have like, I, you know, the worst part is I actually paid attention last night. So I don't know how I'm missing how certain parts started. <laughs> Those contradict in, each other. <laughs> I know, just like in that little, yeah, this little part of the movie. I'm like, I don't know how Augie. Not see, I did it again. Chuck, just talk. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm like, just take over the show because I quit. Well, Tommy's ready to kick some ass. That's right. Yep. So yep. he uh, and he chucks. Fucking Ruth into the locked room where the kids are. He's such a he, dick. He like, bangs on the. I don't even know how the, they open the door. Somehow she gets in there. He's like later and like shoves her in there with yeah. them. Yeah, and she ends up backing into a bunch of spider webs and wigs out real bad. Which yeah. I do too. I, I, I would. I would have. I'd be like, out. if there's one in my hair, I'm gonna be bummed. Uh and that's when Stella begins to read the stories, and then mm -hmm. she ask Sarah to tell her a story, which I was like, I thought this was a cautionary tale you're telling Stella. Why are you actually yeah, offering it? it didn't it make up? a whole lot of sense. I was like, what? It's, she's like, guys, don't say Candyman and then says it five times. Yeah. Like, I just didn't get that, but okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, well then, so 
So then like after she does that, once again, I could be wrong because I like, I swear to God, I was watching. I don't know what happened. Um, maybe my brain just shut down, shut down. Um, but I feel like at this point, then we see like kind of a dark mm-hmm. shadowy entity come over to the door and unlock it. Yeah. It's like an Ivy shadow arm. Yeah. And it unlocks the door from the outside so the kids can get out. Yeah. And so they get out. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice entity. I know. I was like, okay. At least. Okay. So you want them to come out. Right. Cool. So it does. It comes out. And then they get out. They run outside, yes. right? So they run outside. They're obviously freaked out. And they get to Ramon's car and it is fucked up. It is so demolished. It's like written on and I think the windows are smashed, right? Everything. I think so, yeah. The tires. It's very, um, it's very... Mr. Walker. Fear. Yeah. It's very fear. I was thinking, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking Christine. I'm like, well, that too. Yeah, it is. It's really just it's all, like all of them. them. Yeah. It's just a combo. <laughs> it's fucking Halloween ends. Yeah. It's, it's every oh movie. God, it's every, it's movie, every that movie that we've, we've ever watched. seen. Yeah. All 50 some plus of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So anyways, the car is fucked. And so of course, Stella being the sweetheart that she is, because she's probably hot for Ramon anyways. Um, I can't. Uh <laughs> Oh, <laughs> now that you did it, I can't, I can't get it out of my mind. It's going to, now it's just going to keep happening. Anyways, um, so now, you know, Stella's being really sweet and offers Ramon because that's his home, right? Yeah. Um, now his home is trashed. So she offers Ramon to go sleep at her house. Um, since, like I said, his has been destroyed. And so they all kind of like just walk their own separate ways, right? They all yeah. go home. Yeah. So Ramon goes home with Stella. And um, of course, of course, Stella had to steal the scary storybook. Oh, yeah. Of course, course. she did. Let's definitely bring that home with us. Yeah, that's really smart. Taking things from scary houses never has any bad consequences. Nope, nothing ever. Um, Has anybody not ever seen uh, The Conjuring? (laughs) Anybody? Anybody? The anything. Don't own a car and don't take (laughs) books from places. Yes, don't. It's bad. (laughs) Except libraries, as long as you return them. But yeah, I was going to say, make sure you return. (laughs) You can take them. Just make sure you bring them back. If not, you have to pay a late fee of 10 cents. Don't like put them in your pants. Like take them the right way. <laughs> Don't put them in your pants. Why would you do that? I just say it's steal. If it's them. a pocketbook, you can put it in your pocket. But just otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, pocketbook. I did buy one of those. Remember? I do. Uh, listen, yes, you Which did. Which book was that? It was so little and stupid shaped. I was. I hated it. I was like. This. It's terrible. I have a tiny little dog, um, a dog pocketbook that you're literally supposed to be able to take with you because it's it's oh um, to identify dogs with. It's oh whole, my god! It's like point a bird watcher. Yes, it book. literally <laughs> is. But it's like it's the whole point is it's supposed to be small that you can take it with you so that right. whenever you, whenever I first started my dog training classes, the whole point was start off easy to identify said dogs, and so you're supposed to take the book with you so that you can look at them at and any hope time. Hope you see dogs. I, <laughs> that's a Vishon. Now I just. <laughs> I know because I checked my clutch. <laughs> little book. I pull it out. <laughs> All of our friends are like, "What the fuck are you doing, Colleen?" I'm like, "It's part of my training." Teeny tiny bookmark in it. <laughs> I'm all like, the- I've never seen one in person. I had to mark all of them. Did you dog ear all the pages? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't take it with me anywhere either. By the way, A plus. Mm. So uh, anyway. 
And by the way, we were wrong. Stella wants to be a writer, not an artist. Oh, shit. That's they're, right. Editor, editor, editor. Yeah. Because well, he said the editing. Anyways. Yep. They're hanging out in her room and they have things in common and they're talking, you know. Yeah. Her Ramon and. Ramon and Stell. Yeah. Um, Stell. Here's what made me laugh. Okay. She's like, he goes to the door, her bedroom door. They're saying goodnight. Uh-huh. And she says, the basement is downstairs. And he's like, ah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I could where most of them. I are. could deduce, but my thing was like no escort to it. Like, what if her dad woke up and was like, "Who the fuck are you?" And just <laughs> he has like a gun. Yeah. yeah, like a gun in his pocket. Intruder. Yep. Done. Like, that was kind of stupid. I was laughing. I'm like, wow, way to go. Because like, doesn't she like go in there and like turn off the TV before Ramon goes downstairs? Yes. And he's like just sleeping on the, yes. the chair, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, I'm you're like, right. He is gonna murder him for being. I would. I, I would. Word. So Stella, you know, kicks Ramon out it rudely. It was so stupid. And then she settles in for some evening reading. Right. Sarah's she does. stories and stuff. Uh-huh. Sarah's stories. And so she opens the book. Yeah. And she's kind of just like flipping through the pages, right? Yeah. At first. Yep. And then she gets to the story of Harold. 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 Yeah. Not Gerald. Not to be confused with him or his game. Yes. Um, And I don't know why, but she like has this like inkling no pun intended oh to like swipe her thumb over the 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 ink at the top of the page and it's still wet yeah weird very strange yeah very smudgy yes so we're about to read the story of harold and and as such this is where she sees that it's physically starting to write in the book right uh or was it already there it was i think that one was already there but she did notice the smudgy ink, so yes. it was already kind of weird. Yes. But I think we see that stuff later. Yes, okay. So then we skip Yeah. To- yeah, we go to like a bird's eye view of a cornfield. And how creepy they always are at night. Blech. Yep. Like I bet there's tons of children in there. Oh, God. Uh, Tommy pulls up to his, what we find is his family's farm. Mm-hmm. He's drunk. Yep. So he pulls up, stops, gets out, and his mom starts yelling at him. Stumbling all over the place. Yep. She's like, Tommy, are you drunk again? Yeah. It's like, uh. <laughs> I am. I can barely walk. Go run this errand. He's like, she like sends him to do like, shit. It's like literally like 10 o'clock at night probably. And she's like, go do this. And she's like, go get the eggs for the, the Smiths. I don't know. Yeah, the McKenzie's. Yeah. <laughs> down at the McKenzie's. Go down to the McKenzie's and give them their eggs. And he's like, yeah. now? And she's like, yeah. You yeah. were supposed to do that two hours ago. Until you're sober, you little shit. <laughs> Because everyone needs eggs at 10 o'clock at night. I hope the chickens are pissed and attack you. <laughs> well, he tries to kick some as he's walking down the yeah, road. Yeah, he's a douche. He's a sucking, sucking? He's a sucking duck. He is. I can't swear. It's the PG-13. Oops, I've been saying fuck a lot. I know, so have I. We're done. Uh, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. note, Harold is the name of the scarecrow we saw earlier. Yes, he sure is. Tommy hates Harold. He doesn't like Harold. Right. And Stella seems to notice, by the way, we jump back to her reading the mm-hmm. story and she kind of perks up at the name Tommy being in it. Right. She's, She's like, like oh, wait. That's weird. Um, yeah. Harold and Tommy. You're right. And then we go back to Tommy and he mm-hmm. has all his eggs in one basket. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. He's ready to go. Walking through the cornrows. Yep. And I, I have to ask though, why? Why are you walking through the corn? Rose. I think he's taking those eggs to that those people's houses. Are they? Why can't he's he go to the Mackenzies? But, <laughs> but why is he going through the corn? Is it on the other side of the corn? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh. That's the shortest distance for between two points. Okay. <laughs> a cornrow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I just, maybe in my mind, I was like, why wouldn't he just get in his... I guess he was He's drunk. He can't. Well, it didn't stop him from driving Exactly. Home. That's what I was like. Why wouldn't you just get back in your car? I mean, I'm not promoting drunk driving. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Why wouldn't you? You already, dro- like you said, drove home drunk. Just get in the car with your... Maybe he was afraid they'd break. I don't know. He gets an Uber. <laughs> in 1968. He's like, wow, they really want their scrambies oh in the morning, God. eh? Shit. I'm going to go drop these off. Oh. I love how he has to tell Harold to eat shit as he walks by. He hates Every so single much. time he has something to say he or do. He hates him so much. Oh, I have a little bit more about... Um, some stuff. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, some, no. I have some things about some things and stuff. Here's my... Okay. So, um, Mike... Uh, Mike Elizalde, right? Uh, the effects guy we yeah. talked about earlier. And uh, Norman Cabrera and the rest of the creative team decided that Harold the Scarecrow would be a construct of different elements, uh, including a rotting pumpkin for a belly, wooden framework for a skeleton, etc. Cabrera suggested that Harold's head could be an old rubber mask from a novelty store that had rotted in the sun. Um, and Elizalde loved the idea. It gave Harold human qualities and characteristics while still being completely terrifying. Um, we didn't want Harold's body to look like human anatomy. Mm-hmm. We wanted it to feel like pieces of wood and rope and wire and straw. And I think they pulled that off. Yes. Another thing, and real quick about Harold, mm-hmm. is he was played by Mark Steger, who also played the Demigorgon from the first season of Stranger Things. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did have the... We're going to just call them creatures in this movie. I did have them in the credits mm-hmm. and then I took them out. So, oh, that's okay. Mm, well, but now, I, thank I you. That's kind of cool. I'm glad that you did. <laughs> I was just like, does anybody really care who played Harold? <laughs> Probably not because he doesn't have a speaking part. So, I was like, who cares? Yes, Mark Steger. I Sorry, I just ruined it. But, <laughs> um, but, anyways, that's actually really cool. That's very cool. Awesome. And while uh, Tommy is. Uh, oh, walking. Egg commuting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> egg commuting. It would seem that Harold can teleport. Yeah. He just kind of like, it is very creepy at yes. this part because when Tommy kind of looks over, he hears, he does obviously start to hear something out there with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he says anything. I think he just kind of hears, feels something, right? And he turns and looks, but right when he turns and looks, something walks past one of the cornrows. Yes. And it is, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, well, first, though, actually, we do see... Oh, that's right. So Harold keeps moving with him, and it's like he's beating Tommy where he's going. He does at one point, though, before he sees him, before he sees anything in the cornfield, I forgot to mention, too. I I think we maybe we both did. I don't know. Hmm. He's just not there anymore. Well, he sees him one time... And then Tommy keeps walking because he's like, what the fuck? Like, well, how is he here now? Yeah. He keeps walking and the post is there empty then. And that's when Tommy sees somebody behind him okay. cut into a cornrow. That's right. But then, because that was the over the shoulder look, right? Uh-huh. What's happening? Yeah. Hearing things maybe? Yeah. Sees a creep and then turns around and fucking... Harold's right. there. Yeah, Harold's right behind him. So you're like, oh shit, Harold's here. Yep. I think Harold needs to see a chiropractor. Oh my God, I know. He's right? so crickety crockety kind of, yeah. He sounds like a robot and crunchy and clangy. Yes. <laughs> like he's a lot of things. Yes. Like I know what Harold is, but like Harold needs some help. So yeah. yeah. So anyways, he's kind of just like getting himself like. Ready to go. He walks after Tommy. And he, he does walk and it's very creepy. Yeah. It's extremely creepy. 
And then Tommy somehow finds, grabs, I don't know how I missed this part either, but he grabs a hoe. Yeah, like a pitchfork. Like a pit, thank you. Yeah. Not a hoe. Not a hoe. That's not the right. (laughs) I know. I couldn't help it. Um, No, I always get hoes and pitchforks mixed up in my mind. (laughs) A pitchfork. You're correct. He does get a pitchfork and he does stab Harold. Pitches and hoes. That is the title. <laughs> pitches and hoes. Um, get your pitches and hoes. So anyways, um, but he does. He stabs Harold's hole, essentially. Yeah. He, he stabs like the hole that's in between. Yeah. Like, like in the belly area yes, type thing. Yes, he does. And Harold's like, I can do that back at you. Right. So just pulls the pitchfork out of him. And then stabs Tommy. Tommy's running and he stabs him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. gets some. He gets away for about five seconds. Yeah, just enough to think there's a glimmer of hope. Right. A little bit more about Harold. Oh, okay. If you will. Sure. Spectral motion's attention to detail resulted in the suit working perfectly with Mark Steger's uh, movements. Uh-huh. We structured it onto the performer's body in such a way that when Mark moved, those pieces moved differently than he did. It had a very eerie, creepy, and disjointed kind of feel that was really effective. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah, it was good. It was neat seeing him move. Yeah, I liked it. Um, So this part was cool because yeah. so as – so Tommy's stabbed in the stomach area as well, like you said, from behind. Mm-hmm. He gets away and he's like obviously kind of stumbling, walking as fast as he can to get away. And he starts to like cough up hay. Oh, weird. Yeah. And he's in his own yard. Yes. He like got home like that. Yes, he did. And I'm like, ooh, how haunting. Like, it's very scream to me. Yes. You're very yes. close to the house, but you ain't getting it. And you can't make noise because you're coughing up hay. Yes. Yes. It was really and it's weird. Out of his, it's coming out of his ears and out of his head and out yeah. of his eyeballs. All his orifices. And his stomach. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so then uh, it just kind of keeps coming out and then uh, we cut. Yeah, we go to Ramon because he likes to lean against his car in places. So now he's at an auto shop. Oh, is he? Yeah, they're ch- they. Well, I thought a- they were at school. Um. Uh, well, I, we see. Well, Ramon's not. Why at- would he be at school? <laughs> <laughs> Ramon's not. Shit. He's the new kid on the block. Yeah, that's right. So he's at an auto shop, and the cop he's talking to is like, "I suggest you stick around town for a few days while we get this stuff figured out." He's looking at the damage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh. The original three, right? The the protags. That's at, right. They're at school. They're the ones that are at school. I just didn't. Okay, sorry. Yeah. They're chatting about Stella's new obsession with Sarah's stories. Yeah. And they're just kind of, yeah, they're just talking about that in the book. And, and then doesn't she say like about Tommy? She mentions Tommy. Yeah. She says yeah. like it was his name in the book. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ch- and Chuck, that's when he opens up about the weird old room, quote unquote, that he saw at the house whenever it changed in that old lady. Yes. Room. Like the old decorated room. Yes. But you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're all kind of exchanging notes, if you will, <laughs> about the weirdnesses going on. And uh, Augie is trying to say it's all in your head. Right. All to both of them. Of course. He's the like straight man, not believing it, not yes. buying it. He's well, like, he hasn't had a weird thing yet. No, he so. didn't he didn't see anything yet. That's right. <laughs> right. That makes sense. But yep. Stella and Ramon are decided uh they'll go Harold hunting. Um Yes. 
Cause they're, yeah. Because Ramon's on board. He's like, some shit's going down, man. He's like, listen, my car was busted. There can only be one answer. It yeah. was, it was, well, no. And I think, well, I think he's on board with it. But at the same time, I think they know that Tommy's the one that did it. That's what mm-hmm. takes them to Tommy's house, right? Well, yeah. Cause she says, like, it's his name in the story. We should check it out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe while we're there, maybe we can kick some ass for the car thing. Yeah, I don't because know. I mean, we get. I'm on your side. Let's get wild with <laughs> Let's it. Let's do it. Let's just so do yeah, some shit. they head there right, and then they walk past the cornfield and they see quote unquote Harold, <laughs> but Harold is wearing a jocks. Uh, what are those called? Shirts? Yes. What is it? Why a letter jacket? jacket. Thank you. Oh, why can't I think of words? I'm like, bail? I didn't say bail. I said fucking cloak. What is wrong with me? I can't. Um, I'm canting. But um, yeah, so we see we see Harold, quote unquote, um, wearing Tommy's letterman jacket. <laughs> and then, of course, you have uh, Stella who's like, is that Tommy? I died laughing at myself. I was like, oh, cute. Harold put his clothes on. He put Tommy's clothes on. He was like, I don't want my plaid anymore. I want a Letterman jacket. Uh, I always wanted to be on the football team, and now it can be. And now I can do it. And then Stella said that, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Remember? Wrong. Wrong. Oh, wrong. Wrong. (laughs) But um, she is right, though, right? Yeah. Um, So we, you know, I don't think, do they freak out and run, or do they just kind of leave? They just peace, I think. They're just like, whatever. Okay, so now he's a scarecrow. Tommy sucked anyway. Yeah, he Uh, wasn't a good person. One less thing to worry about. (laughs) So that's when Stella is wigging about having this book. Right. She's not happy anymore. Stella and her balls, dude. She's She is ballsy. She just goes back to the house. She's like, Returns the book. Yep. She's like, all right, and we're good. On her own. Did my good deed for the day. Just her and her balls. Um, But is it too late? Question mark? We'll find out. Stay tuned. Yeah. Chuck's sister, Ruth. Yeah? Yeah. She, like, is inspecting her face. Mm, Did I miss something, something? Something happens before that. Does it really, though? Yeah, so. What happens? Um. So Ramon has the book. In Stella's room at one point when she comes home. He's at the house at one point and she comes home. Oh, yeah. Well, that happens. So we see Chuck. We cut to Chuck's sister real quick. She's inspecting her face because she says she has a spider bite. Oh, I sorry. My bad. Oh, yeah. You're right. So my bad. I was like, did I like skip something too? Because I'm like, and it's grody looking. It is gross. It is gross. And then she's like at a play or no, not at a play. It's yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. But. Then Ramon visits Stella. Yes. And yeah, how? Yeah, he ha- he has the book though, right? Yeah. Like he has it. Yeah. And she's like, how the hell did that book get back in my room? And he's like, uh, it's been here. And she's like, what? That's very weird. She's like, nah, I, I took it back. How did it get back here? So then they open the book, right? Yes. And then this is when it starts to write a story and they see it being written. In real time. Yes. Totally. Yes. And it's a story called The Big Toe. <laughs> I was like, I should have renamed all these. I remember you should have because every single time that I think of Creep Show, I always say Sandy Brows. <laughs> and actually, we just talked about that the other day. What was it on? Because, oh, what, around Halloween. Um, now, this was older. So I don't know when this actually came out because Dave and I tend to watch AMC stuff like shows like later because we record them. But they were advertising for the new Creep Show. Mm. Um, like the new one that they're coming the out with. Like the show. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't know this was like coming. I had no idea. I don't pay attention. 
And I got really excited. And I was like, what's your favorite creep show in the first movie? And Dave was just like, I don't know. And he started explaining. And I was like, mine is Sandy Brows. And he went, <laughs> he like looked at me and he's like, what, what's that? Is that the, is that Ted? Is that Ted? And I was like, it is Ted. And he's like, why do you call it Sandy Brows? I had to explain myself. And he's like, I listened to that episode too. I should have known that that's what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. How dare you not have it memorized? <laughs> Season two, episode no. Season two, episode four? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, something like that. Anyways. That's funny. Sorry, I just had to say, because I'm like, I was like, Sandy Brows. And I'm like, wait, that's not what it's called. That's not it. <laughs> something to tide you over. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, I wanted to just say real quick that this was the part in the movie where I realized that the clown's name is Augie. I was like, wow, that took forever. Same. But you know what I do, though, is, and I actually do this fairly consistently but some of the characters faces looked a little similar and I couldn't gauge their height and their little headshots so I was like who the fuck so I had a hard time recognizing that it was Augie right away but I just pull up the cast list while I'm watching the movie and when the characters pop up on screen I'm like okay who is that okay there's the name oh and yeah I just use it from start to finish yeah I didn't do that if I can yeah I just I try Not to listen the to them call each other each other's names that's usually right. what I do well that's why I didn't get Augie forever I'm yeah. like I'm sure somebody said it but I just didn't recognize it didn't happen for a very long time I didn't recognize his name being said so yeah he was clown for the whole time yep. for me <laughs> up until now but anyway uh that's when he's getting ready to heat up some stew yeah he like talks to his parents on the phone or somebody yeah he's talking to somebody and he's like well yeah you're gonna be gone all weekend like what am i supposed to eat and he's like i guess i'll heat up this stew right and so he pulls it out of the fridge yep and as he's doing this though <laughs> the story's being written and stella and ramon are reading it right yes and they're seeing what's going to happen um and they see that August is in the next story. Yeah. And then she goes, Augie. Stella like screams his name really loud. Mm -hmm. So they get on the walkie talkie mm -hmm. and they're like radioing over to him like, do not eat anything. And it's like the only time the walkie is crackly. Yeah, It's of like course. when it has to of be course, clear and it's that like importante. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, she's yelling, don't eat anything. And Ramon says the story reads like once they start talking more right yeah. less crackle mm -hmm. more pop they're talking <laughs> pop filter <laughs> oh, oh look out <laughs> and ramon is like the story says who took my toe and it's a corpse looking for her toe like he's telling augie mm -hmm. so he's trying to listen he's like okay hold on a second I don't hear that. I don't hear anybody <laughs> saying, where's my big toe? Yeah, nothing at all. Nothing's so happening. He's talking to them, right? And he is eating bites of stew here and there. Which, by the way, it's ice cold. Ugh, that's disgusting already. Oh, I'll fuck up a stew. No. Oh, my God. It I'll, has to be heated. I'll fuck up a stew pop. You if know you what? give me like a frozen. Oh, mm. no. I'll meet. Like even like canned stuff, like stuff that's like preserved in a can. Has to be heated up. I will not eat it. Oh. Like even SpaghettiOs. And that's like ready to go. Oh. And I love, oh, SpaghettiOs. over here. Sounds, like, <laughs> sounds so good right now. Mm. So, of course, Augie takes like a prize bite of stew. I can't. And there's a toe in it. Uh, uh, <laughs> a big toe. I'm sorry. That is absolutely vile. I thought it was funny. I thought it looked like a thumb. Like, mm. a, like a working man's thumb. A really thumb. gross thumb. <laughs> a really gross thumb. I Deep almost vomited. 
Uh, and we do hear, well, yeah, so he, he gets, he like obviously pulls the toe out of his mouth and oh, is God. wanting to barf and almost, oh, he does. I almost barf. He does throw up a little bit on the floor. I almost barf. Uh, and you hear, finally, you do actually hear someone say, who took my toe? <laughs> and that's when he runs and drops his walkie in the chaos, of right? Of course, yes. Mm-hmm. And the stew. Oh yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> everything. Everything's everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So he toes, runs up, fucking yeah, toes, stew. stew, stews. Oh, an eyeball pops out too at one point in the stew, like Ew, for a second. Really? Yeah, it does. Ew. When it, once he drops the stew on the floor, you see the toe kind of go. No, I don't think you see the toe again. You might, but um, you kind of see something kind of bounce and it kind of like turns and what? it's a, it's an eye. Yeah, there's an eye in there. I think if it were me, I'd be like. Who took my eye? Like, fuck my toe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, you can't walk without a big toe. That's true. It's well, your it's your balance. We're going to find out. Which is the craziest thing on earth when you think about it. Yeah. Um, that, that one thing is what makes you walk. Um, and other than your foot. Anyways, oh. <laughs> I can't. So he runs, right? He runs down the hallway and he goes into his room. And Stella and Ramon start booking it from To his place. house. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, um... So we do hear like some very slow walking, like kind of thump, like hard, thumpy walking. And we do hear somebody kind of off in the distance for a second say like, where's my big toe? Yeah. And um, I giggled for like two seconds. But then when we see it and then we see that like said thing doesn't have a toe, it's kind of creepy and gross, right? Yeah. So he hides under the bed. And as he's hiding under the bed, you're like, okay, like. We know that something's going to happen. And so something comes to the door and it opens the handle of the door very slowly. Yes. And then he's already under the bed and then we don't see it. And you're like, okay, where's the jump scare? Where's the jump scare? Where's the jump scare? And he's like looking around on the outside of the bed and nothing's there. Yeah. It's real quiet. Mm -hmm. And then doesn't he like turn at one point and she's like right in his face under the bed? Well, so he, well, first too, uh, a little about that character. Okay. Javier Botet. Uh, their body was painted, followed by a costume over the top, and it was foam latex prosthetic appliances um, that were applied to his face, and gloves were glued on at the wrists. Mm-hmm. And um, Alizalde uh, was adamant about using foam instead of materials like silicone. Okay. For a heavily stylized character like this, he said, because it's pliable, lightweight, and has good elasticity. Speaking of elasticity. Okay. <laughs> so. She doesn't have much. Augie. Oh, well. <laughs> Augie, uh, like, pulls himself up to peek on top of the bed. Oh, that's right. Assuming you can't see its feet anywhere. It's obviously leapt over. Yeah. Like I used to when I thought something was going to be under the yes. bed. I'd be like, nope, I'll take a flying fucking leap. <laughs> and it won't feet. get me. It won't get me. Yes, exactly. So he thinks, okay, I'll peek up top too. Does so. And then gets his feet pulled That's and sees right. that it's the creature underneath. The, um, yeah, the toe wanter. I don't that, know. Uh, <laughs> the toe wanter. The toe stalker. I forget. Oh, I took it out of my notes like a dum-dum. But anyways, there is a name for it. Yeah. But yes, that's right. She does pull him underneath. Yes. And uh, the worst part, the worst part of that is that oh. he, bleh, I can't even say it, but I have to. Yes. He, the, uh, the fingernails on the floor, the fingernails on the floor. He drags Ugh. and tries to claw his way from being. Yes. Yeah. And the bed just keeps going. It's like this big, giant, tall, crazy space out of nowhere. And yeah. it just pulls him back into this giant nothingness. Yes. And then it kind of like pans back and we just see this simple little bed. Yeah. And Augie's gone. Just a chill room. Yeah. Stella, Bye, Augie. Stella and Ramon show up. 
and start trying to find him, mm -hmm. right? Because they know shit's going down. They're like, where's the toe? Give it to her. <laughs> and the leftover stew. <laughs> I'll strain it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so uh, they end up finding his fingernails all the way to the wall, mm. like the dragging yeah. mark, like the scratches. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, neat, because they go right up to the wall, and then it's like, but what? Yeah, but where'd he go? So Stella and Ramon are like, okay, obviously we need to go talk in the field about this at the drive-in. Yeah, because that's where you go. Yeah. And they meet up with, uh, I said it wrong in here too, they meet up with Ruth, and I said Roy, I meant to oh. say Chuck. Well, I like the alliteration. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally said it wrong. But yeah, they do. They meet up with Ruth and um, Ruth and uh, Chuck, mm -hmm. and Ruth automatically thinks that, like what they're talking about is a prank. Like, you guys are yeah. just messing with me. There's no way this is real. Shut up. This yeah. is stupid. It's funny too. They're like pretty calm whenever Stella's like August – Augie's dead. Yeah, like they they're not freaking out whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I would be in tears and like, what? Yeah. Um, so then eventually like Ruth just she leaves, right? Oh. Or not yet. Stella explains about the book. She's like right. it 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 writes itself. It reads you. The book reads you. Yes. That's when Chuck actually starts to emote. <laughs> Yeah. And starts wigging out about Augie and what are they going to do? And Ruth, you're right. She pieces. She's like, I'm out of here. Laters. Mm -hmm. And the remaining three try to burn the book to no avail. Yeah, they burn it and then they knock over the the canister, the canister, the can. And it's just, it's in pristine, well, not pristine, but it's in the same condition that they already found it in. Right. It's not burnt. Cut to the Gazette. Local paper. Woo! Let's yeah. go to it's the local paper. Microfiche time. Woo! And Chuck finds a story about Sarah. Mm -hmm. And then Ramon finds one too. So they are yep. piecing some stuff together, right? Yeah. And Stella's just, she was scrolling microfiche too, but then she just ends up reading more of the book. Yeah, like she's, because she's so distracted all the time. Yes. She's obsessed with that book. She's totally obsessed. Well, and, and too, it's a new story being written. Yes. So she's watching it happen, right? And it's called The Red Spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they start looking at each other, wigging. Yeah. What's the red spot? We have to find it. It's going to signify what the hell's going on. Or whoever has the red spot is going to be the one, right? That's, and it is funny. Next. It is funny. Because yeah. Chuck was eating, what, a sandwich with ketchup on it. And yeah. he, he gets, like, ketchup on his shirt. And they're like, oh, my God, it's you. And it was, like, it was a funny but warranted meltdown. Yes, it He's was. like, it's me. It's, it's me. me. It's me. What's it going to be? That sucks. That's <laughs> oh, so good. And then they realize... The story's about Ruth. Yeah. Because she has a horrible zit that's becoming El Terrible. Can we just talk about the fact that like either, okay, she must be at like school theater practice. Yeah, right? she is. Okay, because I was going to say. She's it, in like a musical. Yeah, she's in something. And so we do. They immediately, like you said, they realize that it's about Ruth and they immediately start running towards the school and mm -hmm. we cut to Ruth and she's sitting in front of like a makeup mirror, yep. right? Um, yep. Getting herself together. And she kind of is sitting there and one of her co – I almost said co-workers. <laughs> one of her um, friends, whatever, mm -hmm. people, theater goers, yeah. uh, says, you better go take care of that. I'm pretty sure they're thespians together. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So. Um, 
But anyway, so they they are, you know, she tells her, like, you better go take care of that. And we <laughs> see that, like, Ruth's face is just, there's a golf ball on it. It's giant. It's huge. And she's visibly upset and obviously in pain. Yes. So she runs out of there and goes to a bathroom to battle with it. Oh, Jesus. And already I'm about to hurl. Like, as soon as she starts poking her face, I'm like, Bleh. See, now if it was just, well, if it was a regular zit, I'd be okay with it. No. I, I know you wouldn't. I can't, but I would. But it's not a regular set. So the kids show up, the protags. Yeah. And they're at the school. They're looking for Ruth still. Yep. Uh, okay, can I ask you a fucking question? Yes. They run into a room where four kids are standing near each other in the dark. What the fuck was going on in there? Do you remember that? Nope. Didn't pay attention to what that part. What in the world? I was like, are they making out? Are they doing something weird? They run in and they're like, oh, wrong room. Sorry. And they run out. I'm like, what? Who? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that part. I just wanted to know if you knew because I didn't understand it. I then wasn't. We just, shit. We go back to the good stuff. Get back to Ruth in the bathroom. Yeah. So by she, good stuff, I mean not. Not good stuff. No. So we do. We go back to Ruth and she is gently kind of poking at her face. Ugh. And it, it just it's just getting more. It's just getting bigger. Oh and then. No. Uh, it's terrible. No. Then we have a little like. Like something like black sticks out. It'll be a miracle if I don't gag audibly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, so it's okay. So. Um, and so she, oh my god, it looks like like one of those straggler chin hairs you'll find yes. as an old, and you're like, oh, how long have you been there? Yes. Yoink. Yeah, it looks like one of just those. Yeah, and so she like pokes at it, and, and it wiggles back, and it. Uh, then she pulls on it, mm. and then it wiggles. Oh, that's when it wiggles. And yeah. I, lost my mind. Yep. I fucking hated it. Yep. And she pulls enough that ugh, it breaks her skin. Her and face like opens up. A bajillion spiders come out. And uh, like thousands of yes. them. Disgusting. Yes. All over her face. Screaming, wigging. Would be too. I'm barfing. Yep. I was so grossed out. Yep. Horribly grossed out. So they start flying out of her face. She's screaming, backing into a corner. They're crawling everywhere. Like, yep. Out of her skull. Just disgusting. It's terrible. It's terrible. And they're they're biting the shit out of her too, oh, by yeah, the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Biting the are. shit out of her. So she's freaking out. And of course, not of course, but Chuck finally gets to her, right? And he's like trying to calm her down and like they're getting them off of her, right? Yeah, they end up throwing water on her just to Oh, get... that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, And she's just, oh my God, she's just beat all to hell with all these spider bites on her face. Ooh. It's terrible. Dude. Spiders are the fucking worst, by the way. Horrible. We know this already. Horrible for Ruth. I don't think I could ever watch arachnophobia. I'm just telling you right now. I don't think I can do it. I feel bad for her, but I'm like... Completely traumatized by what I saw. Like yeah. I'll never pop a zit, a zit ever again in my life. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's gonna be a spider. <laughs> oh no, Gross. family of them. Gross. So that was disgusting. Yeah, and, and it's like, at yeah, least she made it. She's fucked for life in yep. the head, insane in the membrane. I would be, rightfully so. Right. So I don't know. Then they're like at the home of Lulu Baptiste. Yeah, like they go to find <laughs> this old woman. She's like a know. psychic old woman. Yeah, and I, I don't have too much to say here except. They go to talk to her and she just tells them like you never should have stolen the book. And um, oh yeah, it's pretty much just it's just she's the one telling them like this is a bad idea. You fucked up. Oh, Chuck, and then other stuff. Chuck talks about his recurring vision of a scary pale lady. Oh, OK. That's right. That's red right. room with a pale yeah, lady. That's right. That's um, right. And yeah, she uh she says Sarah's angry. Sarah's pissed at you guys for right. stealing her book. Right. 
So the kids, the protags, is this when they're like, they go to the hospital? Yeah, they, they go to the asylum. Yeah, they see if they can find, like if they can see files about Sarah which is so so stupid first of all first of all yeah i hated this part if i could say one thing this exact part is my least favorite because just because it's stupid because first of all regardless of what era you're in you can't just give away someone's medical records even if they're dead but i did have to say that i thought it was slightly funny that like don't they say at one point like well she's dead why would she care <laughs> don't, doesn't doesn't stella say something know. like that i can't or was remember. i saying that in my head maybe like no one I would don't care know. but either way but yeah so they i think i just think it's funny that they think that they can just ask for the papers on a patient and they're just gonna be like yeah here you go they're like what if it's for a school project right and they're like um, ah? but is it so then when they're denied right right and and that should be the way it is um they just sneak into the joint instead yeah they just kind of run past because at one point a bunch of people come out of like multiple rooms at a time there's a lot of chaos and they just kind of sneak in right yeah they wiggle they got to get to the old hospital area yes where the red room is yes the red room Uh uh-huh and so i don't know why but stella and ramon tell I just call him Roy again. Chuck to chill and just like stay behind. He doesn't want to go to the red room because that's his that's, yeah. recurring vision. That's right. That's right. He so thinks like, it's the red room. Like it's going to be red. It's like a records room. It's right. R-E-D. Yes. So they're like, fine. You just stay here then. You can be the lookout or whatever. Don't get caught. Not that it doesn't matter because if you're the lookout and you're not with us, you can't tell us that you're the, to look out. So yeah. Just hide here for just now. Just don't. Yeah. Um. And he doesn't. He just bails immediately. Oh, yeah, he does. He goes somewhere completely different. <laughs> he goes outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's chased by employees. Because he gets caught because he's not supposed to be there. Immediately. Right. Right. Like, and doesn't listen at all. That's when Stella and Ramon are making their way to the scary records room. Because mm-hmm. it's all run down and icky, right? right? It's the old of hospital. Of course. There's even like an old wheelchair just chilling in that hallway. It reminded me very much of House on Haunted Hill. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That hallway. Just the hallway. So yeah, session so, nine a little bit. Have you ever seen that? Which one? Session nine? No, That's creepy. Session nine. It's creepy. Is that on our thingy? I don't know. I'm gonna write it down so we have it. We always have to be adding movies. So, you have a movie for us? Tell us. <laughs> um, we'll add it to our list. Um, so yeah. Um, so he's like doing his own thing, Chuck, and like you said, they're in the red room, the records room, and they find that like, what is that called? What do they call it? The plastic piece of whatever. It's like an old school way to play recordings back in the day. Oh, uh, I think they call it a um, uh, a dingle hopper. <laughs> I think that's what <laughs> I thought you were going to be serious. <laughs> Damn it. But it is. It's like an old school whatever. It's what well, they, they used to record. Well, they find the Bellows file. Yes, yeah. yes. And they learn that she was Sarah was admitted to the hospital by her family, which contradicts the story of her killing herself in that home. Right. So they're like, what? And then they read that... Uh, in in the notes in there that she suffered not suffered from but well yeah she did she totally did suffer from it they gave her electroshock uh-huh isolation therapy other terrible things yeah 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 and then yeah that weird little gizmo so they can listen to the recordings of Sarah right that the hospital had and it's very creepy oh my god it's coming from a fucking stereophone too that doesn't help is that what the old timey thingies are called not stereophone saxophone no <laughs> no <laughs> not stereophone it's very close to Stenographer. No. The stenophone. 
Stenographer. <laughs> Stenographer is like a person. I know it's a typist. Oh, well, not really. It's it, no, it's a typist in, in a, a courtroom. courtroom, and that is the coolest thing. I've, I've seen how that actually works, and it's insane. I heard that. It's insane. It's really cool. I could never fucking figure that out if I wanted to. Well, they're listening to it on an but old. Yeah, timing. they're doing stuff. It's a thing. Stenographer. Wait. No, I don't know. It's gonna bother me. Uh, well, it'll come to me out of nowhere. I'll just scream it into the mic. Um, but either way, you're right. It's very creepy how they're talking. And it's like a doctor asking her questions. And every time she says that she doesn't know or she didn't do something wrong, they electrocute her. Yes. Which is horrific. It's really creepy. It's terrible. All the audio is very, like you said, it is really it's yeah. haunting. It is very haunting. Um, but then she does say something. Sarah says at one point that she was poisoned, that she was poisoned in the water, right? With mercury or she poisoned the water? There was poison in the water, in the water. but she didn't poison the kids. She didn't give it to them. Right. It was her family who committed the crime. Right, right. And then she just starts telling a new story, right? Um, I believe so, yeah. Called she, The Dream? Yes. Yeah. She does start telling a new story and she's talking. Does she Does she say Charles or does she say Chuck? Does oh, I don't remember. Say, I don't know either. I can't remember, but it's about Chuck. His nightmare is about to come true. Oh, it is. Yeah. And Chuck is stuck. Yeah, he is. He can't. Yeah, yeah he can't really. He's yeah. in a hall. Like what? A big hallway? Yeah. So he runs into a hallway and it's not red right away. Yeah. Um, But he gets chased by the guys a couple times. Yes. You kind of go back and forth a few times. Like the by orderlies. Those, yeah, the orderlies. And then he sneaks himself away. And then you do hear them at one point say, sound the alarm. Yes. But it doesn't go off right away. Then he's in this hallway that we're talking about. And... Everything's fine, and all of a sudden, it starts to the lights turn red because yep. they they run the alarm, and it's just beeping and sounding awful. And he sees something kind of like off in the distance. Totally, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, at the end of the hall that he's running through is the pale lady from his nightmare. Yeah, I think she looks like a partially toasted walking marshmallow with long hair. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cute. <laughs> she's like creepy cute. Right? Yes. Yeah, I, I do. Like yeah, her. she has. She's, she's grinning. Kind of like, she's my favorite. She's smiling. She looks squishy and comfy. I kind of want someone to make her a plushie because I would purchase it. <laughs> that probably it's probably already a body pillow. Oh my god, <laughs> that'd be terrible. The one that can hug you back. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no matter. So Chuck is in this like four way hallway type scenario. Yes. No matter which direction he turns to run. She's there. She's lumping her way toward him. <laughs> Literally lumping <laughs> her way. Kind of creeping. Yes. And finally he gets kind of cornered in the middle of the hallway like intersection. Yeah. Right? He's in the center. And she's all around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she just is her, her one self. Right? Yes. And she like Hug absorbs him. She hug swallows him. Yeah, she does. She sure does. And she's kind of like making this weird like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and she does it. And it's creepy and cute all at one time. I don't know how that's possible because it's not supposed to be cute, but I thought it was kind of cute. It is kind of cute. <laughs> it was kind of cute. And then she just kind of smiles real big and then it's done. Because she's thinking in her head, no body, no crime. <laughs> she's like, get away with this shit. <laughs> this is how I do my Duties. Exactly. Well, actually, too, uh, the pale lady yeah. was also played by Mark Stagger. Oh, okay. The one that played Harold. Interesting. And the character's eyes, I don't know if you noticed, but they were so far apart that obviously a human right. wouldn't be able to look through them uh-huh. in the uh, in the getup, right? So they had to t- <laughs> they had to put in teeny tiny peepholes so that he- Mark could see what the funk he was hugging and stuff. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. That's but- cute. 
Yeah, Stella and Ramon. So bye, right? Right. Yeah, Chuck's gone. Stella and Ramon find enough evidence to know that he's gone. Isn't it just his pen? Yeah. It's like a random pen that he had or something. They're like, this is his. (laughs) Out of all the pens that could be in this asylum, this is Chuck's. I know exactly it was how his he favorite. choose the caps of his Bix. It's definitely his. <laughs> I think it was a pen. <laughs> Pretty sure. So they're like, he's dead. Okay. Stella decides she's like, I better call home. Yeah. Well, they're in, oh, the, they're in the police station, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because right. of course they would be because they're going to, the asylum is going to be like, get the fuck out. Call the cops. Like you guys are done. They got in trubs. You're right. So she does. I don't like this part. I oh, thought it was. Forced and stupid. Oh, I thought it was stupid. Oh, I thought it was so sad. It reminded me of like It Follows recently because she calls home and is like, sorry, I've always been such a shit. And like does her goodbye. Anytime a family is like knowingly saying bye to each other, like I'm going to die. I'm like, oh my God. Like I think it's just the reason it was like the reason... I guess... Okay, so I guess it does make sense because you don't have time to sit there and explain the fact that you just saw all the shit that you saw or didn't see and Mm -hmm. your friends are disappearing but at the same time, I just kind of felt like it was a little forced because Roy is like, her dad's like, okay, but well, what can I do to help you? Yeah. And she's she doesn't tell him and they're both just crying to each other. And I'm just like, just tell your dad that your friends are dead. <laughs> like, I don't, got, I, I don't know. Yeah, but she's saying I'm going to die. I have to tell oh, you. Like, she's like saying goodbye to him. Maybe I just wasn't feeling it in that moment. She's not bummed because Chuck's gone or Augie <laughs> choked on a toe. She's like, I'm going to die, dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm over here like, fuck off. <laughs> You're such a hater. You're like, oh, I can't believe you got chocolate milk. What a child. <laughs> Are you talking about last last episode? I was pretty better last episode. So on this one too. It was hysterical. I clearly have no feelings the last two shows. You're like, why is she so bummed to talk to her dad? Just say my friends are dead. It sucks. I'm like, oh. I clearly missed the mark on this one. Fantastic. Whoopsie. So (laughs) she calls her dad. Once Stella wipes her stupid tears Tears. because she's a pussy. She's a jerk. (laughs) Her and... Ramon, oh, chat. Shit. They chat with the cops. Yep, and the cops are like, "We want details about oh, I don't know, all of your missing friends." Yeah, like why are they missing, and why are you two the ones that are always constantly involved in it? <laughs> Maybe can you tweet the deets? Yeah. Uh, and oh, can we talk about how adorable they have his and her cells? I know they lock them up. I know it's adorable, so cute, and they're right beside each other so they can hold hands. Yeah. Which is basically like their equivalent of a conjugal visit. Pretty, uh, pretty much, yes. <laughs> they're not too, you know, and they're not married. But um, Ramon then opens up about his draft notice. Yeah, he starts talking about how like the reason that I'm kind of on the run and I'm living out of my car is that I ran away from the draft. I'm just trying to like not go to war. I don't want to die and stuff. And Was now- that, would that have been Vietnam? Uh, I think so. Okay. And now he's like, now I'm terrible with history. Don't ask me questions um, about history. I'm the worst. I shouldn't have confirmed. Geography and history, fuck off. I'm not good. Why? Well, I, I won't when say. When was World War I? Because I have no idea. Oh, God. We won't get into no, it. No, we're not. I don't know. I'm done. Um. So, yeah. And I, 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 the cop called him a draft dodger. And I was yes. like, wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they have a little stop and chat because they don't have a fucking choice. Right. And that's when the cop sits down to read some of the Sarah stories. Which I'm like, why? Yeah. He's like, let me just thumbing through. Yeah, like, what is this? <laughs> you know behind it was like, I don't know, 
some hunting ma- what's a men's mag playboy perfect you know that? You're like what's a men's oh he's like shut up right. i'm reading the articles <laughs> no you're not they're so good <laughs> so listen to this interview with hugh <laughs> yeah where he's wearing his bathrobe all the time which is what <laughs> i sailor as- what i aspire to do oh my god uh so he approaches Sarah, or sorry, I'm sorry, not Sarah. He approaches Stella. Yeah. The cop does and asks if she wrote those stories. And she's like, no. Yeah. And then we hear like a growling sound. Yeah. The lights go out, don't they? Um, yeah, I think so. The lights go out first and yes, I think. Yeah. The light, the lights go off first and he hears the, the cop dog Trigger. growling. Yeah. Growling yeah. at something, but he's looking at the chimney that's in the cop station i know i thought that was odd but um he's looking at so trigger the dog is looking and growling at the um empty chimney fireplace yeah 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 and i did think this part was slightly unique and cool and different and very strange because the dog's lips were almost moving like they were trying to talk as it was growling did you notice that Uh it's it's growling but it's it's actual front lips are kind of moving like it's trying to say something and i don't know if that was just me seeing that or if it was actually really happening who knows (laughs) maybe i just want dogs to talk i mean why not but um yeah, so he does. He hears things. He's like, what do you, you know, what are you hearing, boy? And so then the dog like barks at it for a second, then runs away, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, well, and debris starts falling from the chimney. Right, and we do hear some growling now. We hear something else growling. Obviously, it's Santa or Krampus. Of but, course. Uh, and then loud noises happen. Yeah, and that's when Trigger books it. He's like, no, nope, right. later. Right. And then shortly thereafter, a little... Well, head drops onto he just, the floor. He just kind of falls right through. And we're like, oh, it's not Santa. <laughs> it's not Krampus. Well, I hope not anyway. Oh, I mean, if it is, then what? I don't know what got him. And then it starts talking to the cop. Yeah, what does it say? Oh, I can't remember. Or does it just scream draft dodger? It says. Not yet. No, no, not yet. Sorry. Um, It it says something from another story. This, this character was. um. This character isn't actually in any of the stories. Oh. Uh, however, some of the things like that, what it says when it drops out, and I wish I had written it down, and I didn't, and I knew I would kick myself for it. It says something that's from another one of the scary stories. Oh, though, okay. What okay. it does say. Um, so all that said, I don't fucking know what it said. I guess I could have just said that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's so cool. The rest of the body parts start to fall out of the chimney. Yeah. And they fuse back together. They do in a very strange, creepy way. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's very gross. That's the uh, the jangly man. Ah, yes. And he looks giant. Oh, yeah. He's when, huge. When he's finally all put back together. And gross. And he quickly snaps the cop's neck. Yeah, I was going to say, because like right before that, as he's like getting himself pulled together, Ramon and Stella are like screaming like, let us yeah. out, let us out, let us out. Like I was screaming, hey, chief, three's better than one. Yeah. Because yeah. he shoots its head a couple times and nothing happens. Yeah. Like it oh, doesn't yeah. do anything I to him. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he does. He I does. just jumped to the cop being killed. Yeah, he does kill him. Yikes. Uh, jangly, by the way, is a Hindi language word that means wild. Oh. Um. So I just thought that was a little fun. That's fun. So, tis he is. Not only is Mr. Bojangles here, like grunty <laughs> and naked and yelly and creepy, he's also a contortionist. Yes, he is. And I got a little bit of intel about that. Okay. He, uh, the man's name who played the character, <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> uh, um, Jangly Man is played by a guy named Troy James. 
CGI enhanced the movements of his face, but he performed the movements of walking backward and crawling upside down himself. Ew. And uh, Mike Elizalde, who I keep mentioning, <laughs> uh, said, it's just crazy, crazy things. Incredibly limber is an understatement. I mean, the guy can turn himself into a puddle right before your eyes. Oh, that's so crazy. I think he was on America's Got Talent. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, for that's doing fun. that. So. That's fun. Kind of neat. I did see a lot of really cool pictures online when I was looking up some behind the scenes and stuff Ooh, like that. Maybe I'll have to steal that from you. Yeah, you'll have to take a look. Yeah. Um, because just seeing him without all the makeup and what he can do, right. and then you, it just the makeups and everything that they added, it just it brings it to that next level. It's That's awesome. Already unnerving enough to see a man fucking bleh, yeah, it's gross. Wiggled around. He like was that. a pretty gross character. It was neat. Yeah. Stella and Ramon escape their cells. I missed how. I guess I blanked um, out. So what happens is he starts crawling towards them. And this is when he's like telling, he's screaming at Ramon and telling Ramon he's mm. a coward and he's a draft dodger and this, that, and the other. And then I don't know how they get the key or how one of them reaches. She reaches around and somehow unlocks her cell maybe and then gets him out somehow. I don't know either. I don't remember that part, but they escape. <laughs> they escape they get out um and then it's pretty much just that they run outside they do they get into the cop car or they get into ramon's car that wouldn't make sense well okay so they ramon she, they gets, don't they don't ramon ahead, yeah. gets the cop car yes gets in the cop car he tells stella to get the hell out of there he says right. go to the house yeah um and i think it's funny i think that's the first time i've ever seen this in a movie where the character was like Okay, and actually runs yes. away and isn't like, no, we're no, in it we're, together. Yeah, we're gonna do this. <laughs> She's like, got it, cool. We're not on the like, same page. Uh, not like in um, Wrong Turn when he's like, we're gonna get through this and we're gonna get married and have babies. She's like, I have things to do if we're gonna wrap this up. So I'm gonna go my way, Ramona. Yep, I'll catch you later. I'll see you later. You said you got this. Go steal that cop car. Why not? <laughs> Mr. Jangly is on top yep. of it. He's like on top of it. Well, he chases it first. Yes, and he, then he gets and on then it. He get, and then he gets on top of it. And Creature. then. And then, of course, Ramon is extremely smart, runs, you know, puts the seatbelt on, you know, guns it and slams it into a truck. It reminded me of Zombieland. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. He ends up pinning Jangly Man between like a fire truck and the front grill of the mm -hmm. cop car, right? Yep. Yep. And coolly enough, Jangly's like, it's okay. I'll just disassemble. Bloop, 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 yeah, right. And falls apart just so he can wiggle away. <laughs> I love that. It's I so thought that creepy. was pretty fun. It's creepy. Stella's at the house, yep. right? At Sarah's house, the Bellows mm -hmm. yep. residence. She's at the haunted house. She's bellowing to Sarah <laughs> to stop being a fucking tool. I hate it. She, I hate that, though. I don't know why. It's very, um, it's very, what are you waiting for? It was. I hate it. We know you're innocent, huh? <laughs> you just did want to just, come on. Yeah, she's yelling. It. She's basically being like, Quit funking with us. We believe your story. We know you didn't kill them for right. children. Right. Uh, and then the house, I don't know, it like transforms yeah, back into like, like the new shiny version like of it. Like she's seeing it transform. Right. Yeah. Like While she's looking around and stuff. Right. And like the house is all new now and... <laughs> So, oh no, Stella's in the upside down. That's what I said. I was like, shit. she's yeah. I was like, it's it's. I was like, it's kind of like the upside down, but the opposite. Right. Right. Yep. Um. So yeah, she does. She kind of is like walking through the house or whatever, and then she locks herself in a room with the old woman at one point. What? Because like she's walking through the house, and the house is 
the house is 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 new now and then she kind of is walk we go back and forth a lot but like essentially she does eventually get upstairs right and uh, or somewhere and she locks herself in the old in the room with the old woman and then she goes to hide cuz the old woman says she's here she's in here oh uh, well yes we see it well this gets kind of weird though because we need we see that a new story is appearing while she's moving around the house yeah and Ramon arrives and he's yelling for her. So, but she's in like the the upside the, down. Yeah, she's in the right side up or yeah, whatever the fuck. Pretty much. The, you know, from forever ago. And it's like they're both in the same space at the same time, but they can't see each other. You know what I mean? Like right. he's yelling for her and they're kind of in the same. And they can kind of sort of hear each other, right? It gets weird. They start to be able to. Yes. Um, and Jangly is parkouring his way around the mansion. <laughs> he sure is all over the place. I'm like, what the fuck? All over the place trying to find Ramon. But you're right. So she hides from like ghosts or whatever she's seeing. She runs into that room, where the room you're talking about where right. Chuck was. Yes. Right. So just like weird shit going on to lead up to her going in there. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's, all all that happens is the old woman just says like she's in here, but then she escapes that room yes. and runs back downstairs, maybe or just into a room, I guess, and hides under a table. She sees right the little girl is Lulu. Yes, and they're in the dining room, mm-hmm. and they see each other, obviously. And Stella hides under the table, mm-hmm. and Lulu. When people run into the room, it's the family. It's the Bellows. Yes, ghosts. They run into the room and they're lo- asking, have you seen Sarah? Because mm-hmm. um, they're calling her Sarah yeah. instead of Stella, obviously. And they're like, have you seen Sarah? And Lulu denies seeing her. Right. And that's when Mr. Bellows finds, who's really Stella, obviously. She's hiding under the dining room table. Mm-hmm. And, and the pulls whole, her out. Yeah, the whole fucking family is like dragging her through the mansion. And she's screaming. Her screams are so like... They are good. They are... Like chilling, bone chilling. I agree. Yes, she is terrified. That was really creepy when they yes. were dragging her through and everything. I'm yep. like, oh, it's a whole family event. Okay, yes. got okay, it. great, nice. <laughs> Brothers, sisters, dad, mom. It's perfect. Everyone, it's perfect. Um, and so then they lock her in Stella's bedroom. Right. I hate that part too when she's yeah. screaming that she's not Sarah. She's like, I'm not Sarah. I didn't do anything. Oh she, I didn't gosh. kill anybody. It's yeah. It's pretty. She does a very good job in that. In yes. that. In that part. Um, and so she's just kind of screaming back and forth. We go back and forth a little bit more. Ramon like finds her broken glasses and they're all dusty, dirty and busted up. Um, so we know that he's in the same area that she was just in. And then of course, now Stella can't see. Mm -hmm. So Stella's sitting up against the door in Sarah's room and she looks over and all she can see is just like a figure of a woman. Yeah. Right. Yep. And she... She just essentially starts to talk to Sarah, doesn't she? Because we know it's Sarah. Sarah, yeah. She starts walking towards Stella and says that she has a story, quote, just for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they are communicating, right. right? And Ramon, that's when he is talking to Stella and they can hear each other. Mm-hmm. And he says to Stella, tell Sarah the truth. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to therapy her? Like, yeah. what's happening here? Uh-huh. And Stella says to Sarah, you were a victim. Now you've turned into a monster. Yeah. So guilt tripping her, basically. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, hey, you, and now don't do that. I'm like, like wait, so she's going to get in her eye to defeat her? Yeah. Like, that's it? That's it's all it takes. rude, but okay. All that's right. Not how therapy works, but sure. <laughs> Maybe for some. Uh. 
So Stella basically tells Sarah, take a chill pill and I'll spread the word of you not being a tool who poisons children. Right. In return for freedom. Yes. You know what Leave I mean? Me alone. Don't hurt me. And I'll spread the gospel of Sarah's not an asshole. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> That's so what. Stella's like, cool. Or, you know, I'll write your story mm-hmm. now. I'll write Sarah's story. Right. And Sarah's like, you have to write it in blood with this great pen. Oh, my God. And so she pricks her finger and then she starts to write it. But I hate how – I don't like how Stella's, like, reading it out loud as she's writing it. I don't know why. I don't know why this part felt cheesy. It's it, Certain parts of this part felt cheesy to me. Well, I just thought it was hilarious how, like, a dab will do you. She I wrote, guess. like, a, a novella with one droplet of yeah. blood. And you're like, wow, those pens really hold a lot of ink. I was like, it's really great at drawing out that blood, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, she just keeps, like, going back to her finger. <laughs> she's getting, she's squeezing she's it. She's becoming faint. She's like, I don't think I can. <laughs> she's like, I don't think I can finish the story. How many chapters is this one? <laughs> I can't. Oh, I'm the one that's writing it. I get to figure that out. <laughs> can we just wrap this up with a dot, 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 and call it a day? <laughs> she's innocent thought (laughs) (laughs) so the story gets written and here's my this is just my opinion yeah Sarah's thank you was like a bit yelly for my taste I just yeah like a big old (laughs) scream and it's over I'd be like Jesus I just released you and now you're yelling at my ear holes like why calm down my god take a chill pill I mean never release you again someone needs some melatonin (laughs) 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 excuse me dang so Ramon and Stella are reunited. They're reunited and it feels so good. And Stella's reunited with her glasses. Her glasses. <laughs> I hate them. He's like, here, maybe we can fix Put them. Put these shitty glasses on <laughs> that you can't see through that are broken, dusty, and dank. Maybe we can decoupage them onto something <sighs> so together silly. on our second date. Or would it be our third now? I can't tell. They all run together. We saw a movie on the first one. It's been so, so fun knowing you. <laughs> it's been such a blast Uh, so cut to um, Stella is typing now Sarah's story because she's used enough of her own DNA to do so yep Um, and we're we're also hearing the beginning of the story now exactly Mm -hmm. we're back to where we started and can I just call out to rad red typewriter yes yes I would agree with that love that and Ramon, we're kind of getting it wrapped up, right? We're seeing where everyone's headed, what their trajectories are. He's like, well, I guess you guys got me. You got me. I'm going into the serve. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Gonna serve my country. Oh, shit. Yeah. And Stella is then like, what, off with her dad? Well, so. I'm confused. So this is what happens, <laughs> right? So I she's telling know. her story. So, okay, yeah. So Ramon's getting going to do his duty. And. We don't see who's driving, but we can assume that it's Roy, Stella's yeah. dad, like you said. But Ruth's in the back seat, and they just kind of like, you know, smile at each other for a minute. And the only thing I can think of is they're they're off. They're going to go try to figure out where their friends are. That's the only thing I can think of, because yeah. why else would Ruth be with them? Right, right. Right? So that's my guess. Yeah. And then I guess like question mark to scary stories to tell in the dark part two. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it opens it up or not. Did they steal Ruth? Wasn't she like locked up in the asylum for her spiderness? Like, didn't she lose was her mind? She? I thought that she like lost her mind and was locked up for that shit. Did they like thief her somehow? I don't know. Maybe I made that up. I don't remember her going into the asylum. Did I just make that up? I think you did. I, I think thought she, she was, was taken against her will there. Like, yikes, you lost your mind because of your spider face. Maybe. Maybe I, maybe 
I mean, she still has a family, I mean, so I don't know why <laughs> they have her. Sarah's family admitted her to an asylum. That's true. You know? I don't remember her being in an asyl- in the asylum. I don't think it's ever up to the person. The family's like, we can't deal with you anymore. <laughs> Spiders did not come out of your face. You're scaring me. You're creepy and you're difficult to deal with. <laughs> now that I say it, that like I could be in one. Like someone here. Oh, I could you know absolutely I mean? be in My one. My family was probably like, yeah. There's a couple times, uh, I'm sure, in my relationship with just Dave alone, that he's probably like, you know what? I might just try to figure out how to buy a straight jacket because I don't know if I can do that. It's like a cute one. Like it makes it seem fun for you. Like those like, oh, okay. child leashes with a monkey on it. It's not fun. It just seems he's like He's like, it. come on. It'll be a good time. Let's go. Mm. Anyways. Well, I didn't get why fucking Ruth was there. I don't but- really get it either. I just, that's my, I took it as they're going to go try to find their friends. Yeah. And she's going along because that's her brother. Yeah. That's my my guess. There it is. I guess we'll never know. Safe to say I won't. It's 2000, it's, it was made in 2019, so if they're going to make a second one, it sure as heck hasn't come out yet. So Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> do well, you want to go first? Um, or do you have any other ending spranks I should ask I do first? not. I okay. don't have any ending sprankies. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Sure. For my reason for rating yes. with Ramon. <laughs> uh <sighs> A trip down memory, no, a trip down many a childhood memory lane. I remembered at least parts of some of the stories very well, tugged right at my cold little heartstrings. I have to say I think old, old Harold was my favorite plot point because of all the stories I remember him most yeah. um, out of all of them. And also the Funkin' Spider Face, who I wish I didn't remember. <laughs> I like the characters. I felt like I would have wanted to hang out with them at their age, but they were probably way too cool for me and probably wouldn't have hung out with me. The jocks and bullies were all right. I did have to call out, though, that Letterman jackets are getting a really bad rep in our recent watches. Like, seriously. <laughs> That's very true. Anyone in a Letterman, I'm like, you're going down, too. <laughs> uh, despite this being a fun revisit of tales I read under the covers at night, I certainly wasn't hiding under any covers watching the movie. To me, some things should just stay in print. When uh, we're reading the stories and seeing the 2D images was more than enough to ensure goosebumps, creeps, and nightmares were certainly to follow. Turns out maybe my librarian was right all those years ago. These stories did kind of help turn me into a fun strange after all. Aww. I like that. Yeah. That was cute. What about you? Okay. So, as a kid, these stories were terrifying. <laughs> I remember only reading them when it was light outside. For this movie, though, it just wasn't it, just wasn't it for me. As a millennial who grew up in who grew up in fear of these stories, they just did not capture the darkness of these stories. I repeated myself a lot there, sorry. The illustrations alone in these books were enough that you could read one sentence of each story and your imagination could have taken over from there. Mm-hmm. I did not connect to the characters and did not care for the kids. A lot of overacting and no depth to them. I guess I see they needed to have backstories and others and others to include in the movie to tell the overall story. But it just didn't feel creepy. Rather, it felt forced. I would have loved to have seen this turned into a miniseries where each story, each short story had its own moment to shine rather than tossing a few of the heavy-hitting stories all into one flick. Some of the creepy crawly creatures did have some creep factors to them, but I did not feel like my 1999, my 1990-year-old my self was scared. Yeah. I didn't get a sense of nostalgia either. The target audience for this movie was my age, and they dropped the ball. Ooh, big words. Mm. Like it. What'd you rate it? I gave it a one. 
Oh. Uh-oh. Let me guess. What did you give it? I gave it a zero. Oh, shit. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> when, so, when am I the cockeyed optimist I ever? don't know. <laughs> so one, one for gore. gore. Okay. That's better than a zero. Yeah. I oh, guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, it just wasn't it. Hmm. Nope, wasn't it. So how many uh, movies are on our list? Yes. 148. Sometimes I hit the button like 48 times. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not doing anything for It's just more fun. Me. I'm just like, nope. You're like, this is fun. You're nope. like, nope. You don't even know what it is. It's until I get to a one that makes me feel good. Like, okay. I'm like, this is a good number. Okay. Remember how great it felt when we were both 25 years old? Yes. That's the number. Okay. <laughs> I do remember 25. That was uh, fun. Party City. Right. It's a sexy thriller. Oh, my. Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Uh-huh. Sexy thriller. It sure is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because we did Fear. Yes, we was did. Was a sexy thrill. We sure did. So. <laughs> All right. Well. Get to it, guys. Go get waxed and watch Basic Instinct yeah. with us. <laughs> Please do because it's going to be it fun. All. <laughs> <laughs> so Basic Instinct Instinct it is um, for our next movie. And um, we hope that you join us for that one as well. Our season is coming to an end. Yeah, we're getting close. So, so um, enjoy us while yes, you please got do, us Because then we're going on our hiatus there, Ooh. guys. We need it. And I'll need it, especially if I move into this house. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy holiday hiatus Ugh. for Jill. Colleen's life-changing in every way yes. for Colleen. Oh, my God. Um, so we love you guys so much. Thanks so much for sticking around. Um, check us out on Instagram. At 4 for Gore Podcast. And... I don't know. That's it. Talk to you soon. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Later. Yay!